welcome to Dungeons and Gamers, a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast about cool friends doing cool things. I'm Bryce, and I play the half orc ranger, Fergus Bog. And I'm Aaron. I play Cookie Kevlar, the bard wood elf. I'm Beckers. I play Bear, the human barbarian. I'm Matt, and I play Morthos, the teethling sorcerer. And I'm Darian, and I play Belladonna, the rogue high elf. And I'm Katie Quixotic, and I play everyone else. Last time on Dungeons & Gamers. What a day. The entire affair was such a bore. Well, most of it. There was a bit of amusement when a ranger duo turned out to have a druid in disguise or something. Coincidentally, they were also the pair that won the doubles title. There are quite a few interesting morsels in this little vault, but just one that I've got my eye on. One of the pair does seem a bit mischievous, so I've decided to take her along with me for now. We'll see how long that lasts. She'll either be fun, in the way, or bore. Not sure why I was sent here, but I think I will know in time. And that brings us to now. Uh, I think we will pick back up with Bear for now. Uh, You are standing in the furthest interior room of the collection that you can discern. Uh, There do not seem to be any other doors in here from the one that you entered in. Friend and another person are standing in there with you looking a bit bewildered at an empty space where you just saw this other person take Bella's arm and step into a door that disappeared after them. And there's this moment of silence that happens afterwards as the two of them are sort of staring agape at the empty space where two people used to be. How do you react to this? I don't know her that well. We we just met before the contest, and I was a bear. You know, I don't know what's going on, so I'm just, I'm just cool. Are we cool? <laughs> it's all jazz, man. Deny, deny, deny. <laughs> right. Friend puts their uh, their hand to kind of like the brow bone. Uh, the dragonborn brow bone. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Or I guess I guess this is kind of more deception. Uh, some some of that's true, but uh. that's, yeah, I, a lot of it is true. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say a lot of it is true actually. So go ahead and make a persuasion roll. I rolled a nineteen. Okay. There's this moment where Fren is like just slowly pressing their hand along their brow bone, almost like a face palm, but like in thought as well. How long before the tournament did you say that you met them? Uh, you know, time's a little different as a bear. It was... <laughs> uh, there's like definitely I'm, I measured... a few meals in there. 
you meal. I measured time based on food, so it was about uh, what, like five five uh, sandwiches ago. I don't know, man. Right. At least ate breakfast. In <laughs> a few baths. What was I gonna say? Oh. <laughs> um. We gotta throw Katie off with uh, jokes, and she we can't murder us. I know, I know. I'm like, damn it! What were they gonna say next? And the other individual, never seen them before either. No. Mm-mm. He looks to the other person in the room. Says, "You might want to go and check on that." Looks incredibly annoyed, but also like defeated in a way. And the other person. Uh, begins kind of like quickly striding across the room Aha, to my, the exit. My elaborate plan to demoralize him has worked. <laughs> and, uh, Bella. What? Oh, mm, I was going to say like Rico has the name, but before we started recording, there was a deal of like, we still don't know who the collector is. So it's mm-hmm. like, why is Katie calling him the other person? <laughs> I uh, couldn't remember if I left Rico behind or Stacy behind. That's the real talk. No, so, yeah, it's, um, it's I believe Rico I'm in the sure room. I'm pretty sure Rico and, was left behind, and okay. and we are yeah, being Stacy was escorting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I thought that, but I was one of the things I was doing when I was double checking what I had written for the recap was trying to watch the last bit of video. So I had the like Zoom call muted for a while, and I was like, I can't find it, and I wanted to double check <laughs> on this. So I'm just going to be mm. very neutral, and we'll see what happens. Okay, so Rico. Um, I, I, I thought I wrote that down, but you know how my brain works. So, so Rico begins striding across the room rather hurriedly, uh, heading towards the exit door. Um, Bella, you step through this door that appears. You can't see necessarily what's on the other side, but it does seem to be uh, a doorway. And as you are whisked through with Alatel, you step into a fairly dim room. The floors are of the same make as the rooms you were just in. The walls are of the same make as the room you were just in. There are no windows. There's a single uh, like luminous space uh, towards the top where it seems like some sort of magic light is um, dimly lighting the room that you are in. And there does also not seem to be a door that is immediately apparent to you as an exit. What is immediately apparent to you is that there are copies, perhaps, of every single item in the collection in here, um, stowed away a bit more compactly. Um, you see, like, a not a display table, but um, there's a, a, like a case that has several small items inside. You see a few rings inside. Um, you see a small bag inside. It's a drab pouch. Uh, you see a small potion. You see the dryad leaf uh, that you had seen in the other room. And around you are the Aegis, the locksmith, uh, locksmith bane item that you were looking for, all stored in various um, like storage vessels that especially especially for the smaller items, still make them easily identifiable. It's all very neat and tidy in here, but there is a thin layer of dust almost uh, covering everything. And Alatel kind of whips the hair around and says, So, 
We have a few options here. You seemed amusing. And I picked up on a little bit of, um... Ulterior motives. I have a few things I'm going to take. thought he was going to say chemistry. I was hoping he was going to say chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there are various ways that somebody might uh, feel chemistry, you know. What is it that you're looking for in here? We don't have much time, I imagine. Well, I need the locksmith's bane and a necklace. Necklace. And if I kill you, I can have them all. <laughs> I'm not killing this guy. This guy could be my future boyfriend. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'll, ki- um, I'll kill him with kindness. <laughs> does Bella remember Martho's tubes? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Lower priority, though. I lost a lot of papers yeah. off my desk last week, and uh, among them were like passwords to a bunch of websites, as well as the oh, list no. of... Uh, all of the items I was supposed to get. So I don't know what okay. I'm supposed to get anymore. <laughs> I can help you out on that note then. Because okay. um, I did have were... like one for every person yeah. in priority. I remember you being moderately interested in the candle of anti-light, um, potentially the null chalk, locksmith's vein. I feel like Katie was trying to sell <laughs> us on the null chalk. Yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> I think that was something that like, I just didn't describe it very well. And so I like, Especially because that first room was kind of like the lesser items. I wanted to make sure you knew that, that this wasn't just like like a really terrible item. It actually was really cool. Um, uh, but I think after like learning more about it, you thought it was cool. But I don't remember if that was out of character. So you may not have actually been interested in that. I think Bear was interested in the... A lot of stuff, actually. The storm sickle, I want to say. I like the storm sickle. I like the I like the ring, ring there. You could just pull flowers out of the air, but that's yeah. not really. <laughs> that's just because it's cool. <laughs> there was. Let me scroll down. This just like big burly uh, chick with a, a bear all wrapped around them, just like pulling a rose out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I know for sure I was gonna get the locksmith's bane, the thing that Morthos needed, yeah, and the tubes. necklace for Fergus. I was also gonna mm-hmm. get the cookbook for Cookie, the edible book of recipes. Yep, yep. yep. And then one thing for Becker's, and I don't even remember if I had anything picked out for Bella. It was for everybody else. <laughs> I think that Aww. she had she had kind of in the first room been like maybe the anti light thing. Yeah. But I think right. also there but was low on my priority list. Yeah, there those was... three at bare minimum, basically mm-hmm. minimum. bare minimum. Bare minimum. Well, yeah. the, I'm not leaving this place without the locksmith's bane. Yeah, that's that's what my neck is on. So like, yeah, that's where I'm at. But the second is Bryce's item, or is uh, Fergus's item. <laughs> mm-hmm. I myself would like and then more the necklace. The reason for the heist, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that, what it was yeah. that really caught your attention. Was it the enchantment breaker, the ring with the chains, and whenever a spell affects you, wait, and you're affected by a store, the spell that, that restores cool hit points, such as cure wounds or healing word, you can use your reaction to attempt a saving throw against an enchantment spell. Was that the one that uh, you really liked? I don't remember. Um, that one sounded cool. I mean, it's not super important. I don't know how that's gonna go. I guess I'm gonna make it out with as much as I can. <laughs> so, like, I could totally give him a laundry list of all the things I need. <laughs> if you, sure. if you would like, I can bore you to death. But that's pretty boring. How about you take what you want, and I'll grab everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like we could just make off with all of it, right? Like, 
How many, how many times can you cast that dimension door? <laughs> you do know that um, you don't have a bag of holding, so you'll have to find a way to carry out anything um, that you take. I've got a backpack. Yeah, you have a backpack. Yeah, you, I'm not saying you have to carry it in like your hands, but sure. there was there was like a whole set of armor and like a big. Oh yeah, shield what was weird about stuff, the armor? So. Um, the armor was. What kind of armor was it? It was called the Greaves of Dindalin. While wearing these greaves, you gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed and can stand on and move across any liquid surface as if it were solid ground. In addition, you can jump three times the normal distance, so you can't jump farther than your remaining movement would allow. That's the, like, that's not exactly how it was phrased uh, on the, like, thing. Wow, now we're just reeling all these, learning what all the things do. No, hold mm-hmm. on. What are it was they like not flowerier definition? Yeah. Are they plate or are they leather or what are they called? Greaves, greaves of what? Dindalen. It's a um, Griffin saddlebag item. They they don't actually have an armor bonus, so they don't count as like light armor, or whatever. They have like a skeletal appearance to them. Um, but they have, they're a wondrous magic item. So they're not actually like light, medium, or heavy armor at all, even though they're called greaves. Would you be able to wear normal <laughs> armor over them then? Under them. Under, oh, under, okay. I'll it's take like those too. It's like an exosuit. Kind of, yeah. Oh, and it looks like bones too, so. Ah. That might, that might be what he's after then. He's, I, he's wasn't the shield something that sounded like he, he wanted would the be? shield. Yeah. Well, I thought. Did... Yeah, I think Belly even noticed like uh, like an eyebrow raise or something when uh, when looking at it. Yeah, he had some kind of reaction when he saw the shield, whereas the whole rest of the time he had a poker face. So it would. I think that was specific. That shield was specifically for clerics too. So something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's what I said to him to get him to pull me into this door. <laughs> like, hey, you want that shield? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> actually, let's go. Yeah. So um, so if Bella kind of, like, starts ticking off things on hand um, that they kind of want, then the Alatel, he's, he's, like, thoughtfully watching, says, hmm, I kind of thought the tricky tube things sounded interesting but if you're after those then i suppose i can leave those behind what's your plan to get out of here uh and as he says that he kind of turns around and he opens up like a satchel at his waist and starts like scooping in things like uh, from one of the smaller ones um the ring with the roses on it he leaves behind uh and the <laughs> candle is like nearby but he takes the like the enchantment breaker the uh, dryad leaf, the bottled abyss, uh, and then also it looks like the essence of rage potion mm. as well, and just kind of like starts tossing things in there. Well, uh, how are you getting out of here? Oh, by magic. Oh, perfect. Is there any way I could snag a ride again? <laughs> Make yourself useful. Sure. What's what's up? How would <laughs> what can I do for you? So the thing about this place is that I can move around a few times between walls inside, but I can't actually leave the place because of the nature of its construction. 
If I try to step outside through another door like we got into here, it just won't work. I imagine I'd try to walk through the doorway and I'd bounce back out or something. I'm not really sure what would happen, but I'm not going to try it. So uh, we're going to end up in the other room. And uh, what was your original plan, actually? How were you planning on getting into here? Well. Who needs plans? Plans are for there, poor people. You know, <laughs> there wasn't a great one. <laughs> There's this guy named Fergus, and he does. <laughs> See, this was yeah. supposed to be the gold vault. What do we like? My my thief skill doesn't know what fuck all. So, <laughs> um, tell him you got people on the outside. <laughs> I mean, I do have a team. Yeah. <laughs> Just be vague. Be vague. I did get, <laughs> ditch part of my team for you, so I don't know how, how they feel about me right now. <laughs> Here I am, supposed to be spreading misery and chaos everywhere I go, and yet I'm helping people. Ugh. Mm. Um, they walk over to the, uh, like, there's like a rack where the greaves and the, the shield, the Aegis are, and the, the storm sickle as well. And the satchel barely fits the shield, but as uh, he puts it in, it like disappears within, in, within obvious. So, yeah. Um, and he just continues like basically like taking everything that he can um, like physically fit in there. The greaves uh, don't look like they fold down as much as he was hoping, but he does eventually get them in there. Uh, and since you mentioned the sickle, he doesn't actually take that. Um, so you have the opportunity to kind of grab whatever you want. And he's having this conversation as he's moving around very quickly um, to gather things. So what do you want to grab? Uh, and I mean, obviously, I know the things you for sure want to grab. The necklace that matches the description of the one that was on display and the one that you believe to be uh, Fergus's mother's necklace is also in the case that has the... Um, ring of roses and all that but it seems to be in like it's like in a case within a case and it looks like the interior case is like its own little like glass looking lockbox it's like you can see through the top of it to see in what it is but it appears to be like uh like closed in some kind of way but you could just literally grab it and toss it in like a backpack and you don't necessarily have to get it out right now because that's like a piece that looks like it could be picked up uh yeah, I'll take the whole thing. Uh okay. and I might as well take the ring of roses. If it's, uh, if it's okay. right there, just, just supermarket I'll just sweep that bitch. Start trying to like I'll take all the things that are my priorities, but then if I have extra space, I'll take the things that he's not taking. Like Okay. Might as well clear them out. For real. While you're here. Yeah. The I think with the space that you would have um, left over in like your backpack and with like little things that you could shove into pockets or whatever, the only uh, issues you might have after sticking the candle and the big cookbook thing in your backpack, your the sickle definitely won't fit. So you would have to carry that out if you're going to take that. No, I can strap it to my belt. Okay, that works. And then um, keeping in mind, of course, that that means that someone will see it. On, on the way out is the only thing. So if she'll that's make fine sure with they you, see that's it. fine with you. <laughs> make sure they see it. <laughs> there was also the. Um... I got a cloak in here somewhere. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a sickle in Not your sus. cloak, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh my gosh! 
I don't think there actually was a cloak. There was not a single cloak Shoot. in the whole collection. Yeah. Now, if you have your own, obviously you could you could throw that on and and try to like keep that that hidden under it. Because the way cloaks are uh, kind of manufactured. He has swept up all the armor at this point. There was also the moon swaddled armor, which I forgot, which gives you some kind of bonus at night, if I remember correctly. Oh, boo. So you are able to grab all of the items that you described to him. He was moving rather quickly and greedily. Um, It's almost surprising, or not even almost, it's very surprising that um, based on his like actions that he was willing to even kind of like share, it almost seems. But he doesn't seem to scoop up the unicorn snuggle beast. Oh, yeah. Mine. Okay. Or the wisp light lantern, which I think with the candle in the book could just barely fit in your backpack on top of everything else because it's the size of like a full lantern. If you wanted to hide it, of course, you could also put that on your belt as well and just be really noisy. What was the description of that one? The wisp light lantern was the will of the, the wisp. Dark light. hooded lantern glows with a magical blue flame and can reveal the demise of a creature no longer among the living. I don't remember if you knew exactly all of that. No, I yeah, just, that wasn't I just in the googled it. <laughs> you just googled it. Um, but uh, it's it's like the size, uh, maybe a little bit larger than like a bullseye lantern, like a normal sized one, except it's very ornate. And um, there is a bit of like a blue, blue glow coming from inside. Point of fact, didn't have to Google it because Griffin's saddlebag uh, is material that is owned. But <laughs> it's certainly easier to use Google sometimes than flipping through a book. Oh yeah, for sure. That was more for like the recording. Like FYI, we didn't just like Google it and take it. Um, and and if you want to add these magical items to your game, you can get them at griffinsaddlebag.com. <laughs> they have a Patreon. Ah, there you go. Hashtag add. <laughs> so you can Reddit. use an action to reduce the light's reach or cover it completely. So you can turn it off um, simply by like wishing it to do so, and it doesn't look like it requires attunement. So if you pick that up and mess with it, and you think, like, basically, like, I wonder if this thing turns off, then it can turn off. And then aside from that, what he doesn't take, I started, like, counting, basically, uh, uh, while he was talking. Um, he does leave behind the hair combs. Done. And that's it. Aside from what you wanted. That's the other thing that he leaves behind. I want those, too. Okay. So he's literally like, like you said, supermarket sweeping things into bags and shoving them in there. And you're able to kind of go behind and scoop up everything else. Once you have kind of cleaned the place out, uh, he comes and he grabs your arm. He casts the spell that you saw him cast before again and kind of pulls you through the doorway. And you find yourself back in the room with the Violet Scepter. Oh, yeah. Which is the one thing that you did not see inside of here. That was the one thing in the entire collection that did not appear to be in this room, um, on the shelves, in the cases, etc., etc. There weren't, like, crates in this room where things were, like, tucked away. Everything was kind of, like, on display in, like, a very normal way. It was, like, out in the open where you could see it. 
or on like um, like armor statuettes and things like that. And he he moves very quickly, like remarkably quickly. Um, uh, definitely very like deft and agile sort of person. So you appear back here in the in the main room with the Violet Scepter, and at that point, we will go over to um, Cookie. Standing outside the door, um, you've seen many of your friends go inside and uh, are waiting outside, however anxiously you decide, of course. (laughs) Uh, And after a few moments, long enough to start to worry, enough time has passed that it's just starting to get to that point where there's anxiety kind of bubbling up. And it's it's starting Mm to, you're getting that feeling in your stomach, like... Oh, God, like, where are they at? And the door bursts open and out comes Stacy and two city guards. <laughs> <laughs> the door uh, is quickly closed behind them. It was opened so quickly that the person who was barely holding themselves together, standing outside, uh, who let everyone in, is quite surprised by it. Um, I don't remember if Cookie has seen anyone enter or exit here. I think they might have. But um, there's usually a bit of like a ceremony to it, like yeah, um, she like saw. Um, yeah, when Fergus and Morthos were disguised, they did go in, and she mm-hmm. was outside because Rico's That's like, right. "You can't come in, Cherry." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so normally there's like communication going on, and so obviously this is just a very sort of like um, different situation. Things are a bit more hectic right now. Mm-hmm. They come bursting out, and Stacy is making a beeline down the stairs. Um, after closing the door behind the two of them, mm, I was about to say, can she, tr- can Cookie try and slip her way in? But if she closed it right away, she would definitely be trying to close it as soon as the two okay. um, guards came out. Now, if, if like, like, she, okay, so the door swings open. The person outside is a little bit startled and taken aback. Turns and looks behind them and sees Stacy. Stacy takes a few steps out the door, swings it open, gestures for them to come like very emphatically. And the two of you, Morthos and Fergus, step out the door and you see Cookie standing there. So if you have this thought of trying to want to slip in Cookie and you want to try to let them know this, then you have the opportunity to do so. Tell me how you might try to um, either slip around unnoticed while she's kind of like very intent on making sure this door stays closed. Um, if you have like magic that lets you like turn invisible or something like well, that, or if you want to like signal to them to try to like, I, I, I think Fergus would want to get her in there anyway. So Fergus, Fergus would already, if he sees her there and there's any sort of opportunity to, for that to happen, he would, he would be looking for an opening or just on his own. So okay. she doesn't necessarily have to like signal. He would like see her, see an open door, and go like, like, hey, this is this is literally. Yeah, I'm trying to get her into the collection. So mm-hmm. okay. So uh, what I imagine happening is Cookie's having this intention of wanting to slip in anyway, and you two step out, and there's that moment where you look at each other yeah. and you just kind of like Lock know eyes. that you're wanting to trade places. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I pictured it too. Okay, sure, sure, yeah. And stop me at any point if I'm going, if you mm-hmm. want to, like, react to the environment, obviously. So, 
what actions do the three of you take then at that moment? Morthos, if you want to get involved, like if you've had this thought as well, to try to orchestrate this because Stacy is moving quickly. She is walking with purpose. She has gestured quickly. And as you're like starting to walk out the door, she's holding it with both hands ready to kind of close it is where you're at currently. So what could you do in the next few moments? Um, I think F- Fergus, see, Fergus is going to like look at her, quickly look at the door uh, that, that I think he's trying to like, like take a half step too long in the door to like hold it uh, open um, as, as he does. And then he like quickly taps on his leg to signal Rascal to bark. And he like gestures out towards the the uh, casino floor and is like, "What's that?" and 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 uh, hope hopes to like gather their people's attention away from the door um, with that move. Okay, let's see to distract in this way. Um, let's do a couple of things. Do a sleight of hand to see if you can tap without her noticing. Uh, 16. Okay. And then do a deception check. Out of curiosity, Morthos, are you trying to do anything? Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Tell me if Morthos is, is kind of like in the, in the frame of mind of yeah. like, oh, there's cookie. We need to get her inside. Yeah. Is, I don't know totally that fine. he is, okay. but I like, I think his action would be a reaction to Fergus's action. Right. So, and what's your passive perception? Ten. Okay, you wouldn't have noticed the tap, but you might. You'll have the opportunity to react after Fergus does the "What's that?" Let's see how convincing Fergus is. Uh, Deception. Yes, please. And that's a nineteen. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) So, the door bursts open. You take a half second longer in the threshold than you should, and point. You point out, you know, what's that to uh, a space in the casino? Rascal barks. And how do you want to add to this, Morthos and or Cookie? Uh, so s- there's another person, right? Another like guard standing there. Mm-hmm. Who's just looking miserable. I think Morthos is going to, uh, like, I'm going to intentionally like kind of shoulder bump into him as I'm reacting like you know Fergus said what's that I look back towards him but I like you know just kind of shoulder the guy as I'm walking okay. forward so cause of ruckus as yeah. you're like exploding out to see right. what that is kind of thing yeah. I'm a city okay. guard I'm responding and I'm yeah gotcha <laughs> okay I love it um and then cookie you can contribute to this or you can try to look like to kind of like fade into the background while they're paying attention what is your intention here um, I think Cookie would maybe cast Minor Illusion to, like, make, like, a crashing sound or something to make it a little more convincing and pressing, like, across the room. Okay, okay. What's the range on Minor Illusion? 30 feet, I think? Yeah, 30 feet. Okay, so I think you could So definitely... however long 30 feet is from where she's Let's... at. I'll move you over to the main floor really quick. You should be there now. So 30 feet from the door roughly or kind of like right outside it. Yeah, it could yeah. easily be down, especially by like the big tables where she also couldn't see. 
mm-hmm. um, from like the the point that you are kind of close to the door back here. Mm-hmm. Um, does that have a, a somatic component to it? To the S V M and S, what does it have? Um, for components, it just says S and M. Okay, so there's no mm-hmm. verbal, so that's good. Um, mm-hmm. You do have to. There are hand movements involved in this spell. Yeah, because if she had to say something, you know, then it's. Um, but there are hand motions. Now you can try to do those discreetly if you want to do uh, like a sleight of hand check mm-hmm. for me really quick, or describe how else you um, like. You could also do like stealth if you're trying to like. I, either one of those I would accept as a way to like hide your spell casting behind like normal gesticulation, like turning mm-hmm. around or or something like that. Um, I think she'll do sleight of hand and just try and be real subtle with the hand movements that need to be done for it. Okay. I I, I kind of picture the hand movements being something like the magicians, you know, they have the like Yeah. Yeah. Which which like <laughs> looks looks weird, but is it's a deal like you could kind of like tuck that behind your butt. Mhm. She got a 9. So, um Fergus points. Morthos comes bursting out. The the guard that you shoulder check just kind of like smacks against the wall and winces and then they double over and kind of grab their stomach and there's a little bit of like a sound. There's no actual vomit, but they definitely like are having a hard time over there. Stacy looks to the guard, looks out where Fergus is pointing. There's the sound of, you said something like crashing, like breaking? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like like glass or like wood? Um, I was thinking wood. Wood, okay, like a table or a chair or something. So she... If she is standing, like, right here, holding the door that swings... Oh, no, the door goes inward. That's right, actually. The door goes inward. So she has, like, opened it up and stepped through and was waiting to close it, and you two have burst out now. She'll have to turn and, like, reach in to pull it. So since the door isn't actually in your way, and, and, like, you'd have to step around it way... You can at this point. She has looked in, like, she has seen that you are there in general in this space, right? But she has now drawn her attention, like, straight out to the floor. So if mm-hmm. you want to try to, like, melt into the background and slip in there, unaware of, un- unaware to Stacy and to the having a really bad time guard, then um, you can now make a stealth check. Or tell me what other method w- in which you would want to no, do No, I think that's exactly what she w- wants to do, yeah. Okay. What, what's the name of the sick guard? Um, Aphelios. Um, Aphelios. Aphelios. Oh, old, old Alfie. God, can't hold, can't hold his brownies. Uh, Cookie got a fourteen on stealth. Okay. I think Morthos would say something like, "Look alive, man." <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. There's something going on. Um, could any of these actions give her the like help? Act like give her advantage. You know what? Yeah, actually, go ahead and roll with advantage first of all. Um, yeah, do that for just stealth. Yeah, for the stealth. Okay, I meant to say that and I forgot. Seventeen for the second roll. Okay, so you seize this opportunity. Um, the one guard has kind of like been like pushed against the wall and they're kind of like doubled over and looking away. The bodies of Fergus and Morthos are um, like uh, interposed kind of between you and 
that guard who's kind of against the wall here. And Stacy is off to this side. So since you were kind of out here um, waiting, um, you take this opportunity and you try to slide uh, in between basically like Fergus and Morthos. That's the pathway where you're not walking by directly either of them. And as she's looking out and she's attent to this, there's this, these few seconds where you're able to slide into the door. It doesn't seem like either of them have noticed you um, just yet. And you can curve around to the other side of the door, basically like flip around behind it so that you are in the room inside where the collection would be. Mm-hmm. And Stacy looks back to the door, grabs it, yanks it closed. And that's the end of what you see. And now you are standing in this like foyer that doesn't have anything in it, but a light and several open doors. Okay. Um, Fergus and Morthos, you knew what was going on. So you were obviously trying not to draw attention to Cookie, but we're trying to also help her get in. Yeah. And she has slid between the two of you and Stacy doesn't seem to react when she turns to close the door and strides across the room to look down over the banister really quickly. Fergus uh, definitely like kind of like uh, nudges her a little bit and, and goes like, let's go and, and, and starts like making his way down towards where like he was pointing and stuff. Okay. Pull, pulling her away from the door area. Okay. There's a moment of confusion as she looks over. She looks back at you and is obviously confused about something. She kind of glances around her and then starts walking. Um, it doesn't really mm-hmm. help, uh, us, but wasn't there, it was, it was her and two clerics, wasn't it? You don't know where they were cause they have left already. Oh, okay. So they, they left first and then it was, was Stacey. there two or were there, there was, there I thought one. there were two. Yeah. Okay. There the, were two then. Uh, so they, <laughs> there were zero. Ooh, there was they're zero. gone and we win. Ah. It was a month ago. We don't remember. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so they, I believe, were they were there initially in the first room, and then as the tour went on, they separated themselves from the rest of the. Tour. Okay, I I okay. thought I thought what you had said last episode was that they, Stacy plus the clerics were escorting us to the v- vault. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was different. So they started out of the room with you last episode. Yeah, I mean, they could have been the first ones out. If They did not. Um, when you emerged, so there's a thought. By the time you reached the front door, they were no longer with you. Mm. The door, like, to the casino. Okay. So where they have gone in there. I guess if you were paying attention to where they went, go ahead and make a perception check, both of you, like retroactively. Sure. 21. Four. (laughs) Morthos always be in the dark. (laughs) He can't can't see very good from up there. (laughs) Okay. So there's a point as you were all um, like hurrying towards the main door that goes back out to the casino floor. Um, where you saw uh, one of them step into one of the side rooms of the collection. Oh, okay. One of them? 
Mm-hmm. But not the other. Not sure what where. Well, the other one's gone too. But when you only saw the one kind of making a turn in there. Okay. Mm, so when you enter in, Cookie, when the door closes behind you, or you and you are in this foyer, the door to your left is open. The door immediately in front of you, like across the room, is open. But the door to your right is closed. Okay. I think she'll try and listen to see what direction um, Bear and everyone is. So can she hear them talking anywhere? Go ahead and make a perception check. 19. Okay. You hear the last few, um, like, words of um, a, like, feminine voice that sounds confused. And um, although you can't exactly place it, um, you hear a few quick footsteps after that. There have been about six paces and you still don't see anyone. If you want to stand there and wait to see who is coming, you can. Or if you want to, like, hide yourself to see who it is first, you can do that, too. Because you know you're not supposed to be back here. Mm-hmm. So you would. There's been, a, there's been a couple of seconds between... The sound of the like voice fading and um, the like couple of footfalls of like heavy feet on like the tile kind of thing. Um, so you have a second to react. What do you do? Are they coming towards me? Are they getting louder? It sounds like the the voice um, and the footsteps are coming directly from in front of you, and the footsteps after a few paces, it's kind of hard to tell, but it seems like they're getting like the last one seemed a little bit louder than the first one. Okay, I think she will uh, try and hide. Okay, which direction do you go? Okay, when you said that the footsteps were in front, so that means the door in front of her that's closed. Yeah, we'll switch back to this one. Okay, yeah. So you're in here. Yes. Uh, This one's open. Yes. This one's open. Oh, that one's open. Okay. Yeah, and this one's closed. Okay. And this seems to be the direction that the sounds are coming from. Okay. And you're basically like right here on the edge of the carpet. I think she will try and go into the room to the left. So the room with the violet scepter in it and kind of like duck around the wall there. Okay. So you slide in over there kind of um, and all the doors open inwardly as if they're intended intended to be defensible. It's easier to brace yourself against the door than to try to like hold it closed against somebody pulling it. Um, So you slip in. And kind of like spin around behind the door. Are you going to watch to see who comes? Yes. Then make a stealth check for me really quick to see how well you can kind of keep an eye while not being noticed. 19 for stealth. Okay. So. um, Dang. I know, right? Bards. The (laughs) steps. There's. One, two, three, four. They're louder. They're hurried. Um, You detect a hint of like a metal touching the tile when they're not walking onto the carpet. And you see Rico emerge from that door, hurriedly walking. And um, so this door opens on the like uh, the top hinge right here. So -hmm. if you're hiding behind the door, uh, you would basically be like peeking around the bottom side of it. Or if you're hiding mm-hmm. behind this wall, you would be like peeking through like the open space. Do you think you're mm-hmm. behind the door or do you think you're at the wall? Um, I see her being behind the door, peeking through like the little gap. Okay. Um, so you see Rico emerge. He takes 
one, two, three steps. He's about halfway across the room and he stops and looks over in your direction. How do you react? She freezes and does nothing. <laughs> Rico can only see you if you move. Yeah, if it's like deer in headlights, like his visual acuity is based on uh, on movement. Um, so he he stops, he freezes, he looks in your direction, and there's this moment where like you can tell that he is like looking into your eyes, basically, like not like looking into your eyes, but like you make like a second of eye contact, and he just kind of like looks forward and keeps walking out the door. Oh my god. What the fuck? Rico unfortunately rolled a natural 20 on his perception. Oh. Um, And since he's on high alert, he's watching. Mm. Um, So he saw you. I was thinking it was like the the floor alarm lines or something and it was like Uh. he knew. Because she didn't move she didn't move the wrong direction for that. Um, so she stepped behind the door. So she was in the like space that you would have to be able to walk through to get from the door to the, Mm -hmm. um, carpeted area and the like and stay inside the line kind of thing. Um, he just, he happened to roll a natural 20 on his, I'm on alert walking on my way out perception check, but he seems to have left. Yeah. It's like, he just left me there. Yeah. The outcome of that is that he likes you. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to make it that, but Cookie is just going to be like, okay. Did he leave the door open? He closed the door. I meant the door he like came out of. He did close that one. That door is still open. It is still open? Okay. Yeah, he walked out the main, like the entry door. He walked out that and like slammed it closed on. Okay. It was a very hurried um, action after that. Like the pause was just a second. He broke stride for a moment. He looked over and you got the like... Huh. The the very distinct feeling that he's looking directly at you, and then he continued taking a few steps, opened the door, and exited and closed it very quickly. Well, mm-hmm. there's two possible things that that could mean. Either a, the entrance to the collection is not through the the where the violet scepter is because Rico is supposed to go see about that, or the worst option, Rico is going to go get guards. Go get backup. <laughs> yeah. Now let's find out which. Remains to be seen. Or Rico was like, "Oh, it's Cookie. I'm gonna leave." Cool. <laughs> it's like I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bad fucking day. It's not. You know I what? Hate that this. union guy was right. This shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I am not compensated well enough for this. I'm gonna go downstairs and join the union. I love it. So, Fergus and Morthos, you are with Stacy, heading very quickly behind her she begins to um like almost like sh- make an insight check actually both of you 19 did mine go yeah oh, 20 mm-hmm. nat. nat 20 i thought that was yours for some reason no. uh, that's, <laughs> that's a nat 20 it is a nat 20 Hey-o. um stacy suddenly her like her, her sense of purpose uh, and, um, like, her pace doesn't necessarily drop. But instead of looking um, alert and not panicked, but, like, but instead of looking on alert uh, as much as she did before, um, there seems to be kind of, like, uh, like, a false calm to her. Like, she's trying not to make anybody worry any more than they already are or cause, like, 
like a stampede out or anything like that. But she is uh, very quickly and purposefully moving through this crowd of people and begins to head towards the stairs that go down to the main floor with the lobby uh, and whatnot. I, I I think Fergus, like, Fergus made his way towards where he kind of pointed, but almost, like, he kind of, like, looks at it, that that area, then looks back at, uh, what what's her name? The check. Stacy. 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 I want to call her Sandy for a second. <laughs> Stacy. As soon as you asked me, my mind blanked, and I was like, I literally just said it. Yeah. What's happening? Uh, he it. looks back at Stacy, and then kind of like takes her cue on where like the vault is. Like it starts following her, because he okay. like he's like, I want to look there to help sell the like I'm not doing shit for just shit's sake, but it's yeah. like okay, but we're here for the vault. Let's let's go where okay. you want to go. Okay. So you are able to follow her across the across the room and start heading down to the stairs to the main lobby. Cookie Reek has left, and um, you're not sure where he's going or for what purpose. Although mm-hmm. you can guess, like generally, what the purpose is. Obviously, mm-hmm. what do you do after more, he leaves? more brownies? No, more bread pudding. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is going to sneakily go through the door he just came out of and make her way down that hall. Okay. Um, so you lightly pad down uh, that hallway and you hear friend's voice, who you know very well, mm-hmm. talking. Uh, he sounds strained. Uh, he sounds agitated. And he's expressing um, like frustration while asking some questions. And you reach the edge of the door frame if you want to go that far. Like you mm-hmm. you head through this room um, with all these items and then you can make it into this room with all these items. You still don't see him. Um, and you hear him ask, and where is it you are from again? Bear. Uh, outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from, I don't I live here. A bear. If you're asking, <laughs> I'm not. I think I'm wasting my time here. I need to go and see what's going on. Uh, come with me. We need to leave. And he um, he starts taking uh, a few steps towards the door. He's walking like quickly, but this is also a person who's not like. Um, like ready to chase somebody down with like a sword or anything. So he's taking like uh like normal steps. He's not like running or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um so you hear the tail end of this conversation. You hear him say, like, come with me, basically, Cookie. And you can react. Um tell me how you react so I know what it looks like when they come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh gosh. Um she knows that they have to stay. They have to try and like stay where they are. So I think mm-hmm. she's going to try and cast something on friend to okay. like immobile to like buy us a little more time. Okay. Okay. Um, what are you going to cast? So knowing what Cookie knows about her spells, obviously, yes, she can she can um, cast something on friend to see. Um, like how that pans out. Yeah. Um, also, because you have minor illusion, one of the things that you can do, and I'm not like telling you what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're all we're all still like new at this, and we're getting used to our characters and stuff. Right. 
Um, so minor illusion allows you to fill a, a fill a space that is up to five feet um, or to put something into a space that is up to five foot uh, cubed. It can fill like one space on the battlefield, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, something that you could do if you don't actually want to interact with your friend and th- their friend. I said friend because you kept calling him friend. Friend, <laughs> if you don't actually friend, want to, friend interact, is a friend uh, all. to interact with friend at all, um, then you could try to minor illusion the facade of like an empty space in one of the corridors and hope that um, like basically like if you stand in like a corner and you minor illusion the corner, you could hope that he doesn't notice that it's an illusion that you're mm-hmm. just kind of hiding behind it kind of thing. Like if he mm-hmm. doesn't it, like pass through it or you can interact with him directly and cookie would know that. So you have whatever right. option seems best to you. So if you are going to uh, want to interact with him, that's totally fine. Just making sure that you know, like, what your options are. No, that's great because I didn't know Minor Illusion you could do that with it. So that's really, really good. Because I was thinking either Minor Illusion or I also do know Tasha's hideous laughter. So, which can knock him prone, technically. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I feel like at that point you're just having a fight with him. I know, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And, like, I feel like Cookie... Cookie would know that charming him would be short term and he would know afterwards. And right. Cookie would know that Tasha's hideous laughter, I think, also would cause him damage. And so, like, it might right. actually outright kill him. Um, so, oh, for gosh. Instance, does it actually, really? Uh, well, it does, like, what, 3d6, right? What does Tasha's do? A creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if the spell affects it. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. A creature with an intelligence score of four or less isn't affected. Oh, <laughs> I guess I was thinking of something else. Yeah. But, okay, so so you have both of those as options. Um, so if you want to try to position yourself in a way where you see him before he sees you and try to um, like uh, cast the spell uh, so that... He doesn't necessarily know the like origins of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Or if you want to stand right in the hallway and do that, you can. If you want to try to to hide with like a minor illusion, you can. It's totally up to you. I think I'm going to try the Tasha's hideous laughter because I just kind of want to. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Do you want to try to do it where he can see you or no? I'm going to say if I can still cast it where he can't see me, then that's what I would like to do. Yeah, because the um, each door obviously has like a little bit of a side to it. Mm-hmm. So if he rounds the corner and starts walking out, like there's going to be a point where a part of him is coming out the door, hand arm, whatever, before mm-hmm. he can actually see around like the side mm-hmm. of the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because they open inward, so mm-hmm. um, like his view of like this corner specifically would be pretty obscured because he has to walk around that and over here before he can. Mm-hmm. Um, even like begin to like look at what's over there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do it without seeing, then we'll assume that you kind of slide into that corner, knowing how your spell works and seeing the like line of sight here. Okay. Critical thinking kind of thing, and go ahead. So I'm making a wisdom save. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. What's your DC? Um, the it says the attack save is twelve. Wisdom twelve. Okay. So you cast you cast a spell. And um, you feel the magic, like, make a connection with your target. And you feel the link break. Roll percentile die for me. I rolled a 66. 
And Bear, what's your passive perception? My passive perception is nine. <laughs> okay. I'm not so, a smart bear. There's this moment uh, where Fren, uh, walking out ahead of you and having gestured for you to follow, I assume you follow um, Bear, right? Um, still trying to kind of act dumbfounded or what have you. Yeah. Fren is walking with a brisk pace, uh, like poised with a brisk pace and looking very frustrated. They start to round the, the door that is open uh, inward and they stop for just a moment and look confused and turn and look at you and shake their head and um, like quickly peek around the side of the door. And um, you have just a second before you see like you see the body stop moving like Fred. Um, and there's like a moment where they pause and you can't exactly see what they're doing with their head. Um, but then they come and they look around the side of the door. You wouldn't be able to get far if you tried to move. So if you're, um, if you just want to stand there, then you can look however you would like to look, like surprised, um, afraid, whatever. Um, but there's a few seconds for you to kind of like uh, react to the situation, Cookie, before friend sees you. Uh, is there anything in particular you want to be doing? Mm. You can't like cast another spell or anything. No. Um, mm-hmm. It's more like body posture or something um, maybe like a bonus action if you had something you wanted to do i don't know all of your spells so i'm just giving you opportunity no okay i yeah i don't think there's anything i can really do okay in that time that's fine stride breaks um friend bear you see friend kind of look back at you with like a confused and and like uh, like frustration is turned to anger at this point look and then um you see the like anger shift kind of like away from you as they turn and they look around the side of the door and friend peeks around the side of the door and looks at you cookie and is just uh, like silent for a moment, looking like confused and angry before they say, what are you doing back here? Uh, the guards told me that to come get you. The city watch guards. <laughs> With disadvantage. Yeah. Persuasion, you said? Because mm-hmm. that was a bad one, or why disadvantage? Uh, because he knows somebody just tried to cast a spell on him. Is the disadvantage. Like, something happened that he had to resist, and there's a lot of going on right now. And I'm just going <laughs> to remind you, you have a luck point. Oh, That's yeah. True. Um, well, yeah, because it was a 12 and then a 23, so I would have to take the 12 on mm-hmm. that. Okay. I'm like, do I want to use my lock point, though? <laughs> so you say this, and you see, um, instead of, like, a look of acceptance on his face, you see, um, like, severe suspicion. If you want to lo- use your lock point at this point to try to change, to sway the fates, and roll again to cover, to try to have a better roll in that 12, you can, but you don't have to. It's like, there, knock him out. <laughs> Um, uh, I get absolutely I, don't have to. Yeah, to. I guess I'll, I'll use it. Might as well use it. Like okay. I've been holding on to it for a bit, so and, and it's gonna hold on to it till the the final forever. So I just get one more re-roll. That's all. Yeah, just roll okay. one more time. It'll it'll take the place of the twelve. A dirty twenty. Okay, um, and keep in mind too. Um, there are still some boons that were gifted left over from the um, charity game 
that haven't actually like come to fruition in game yet. So sometimes things seem like maybe they shouldn't work out and they do, or they should work out and they don't or whatever. Mm. Um, so there are still things that I'm like applying leftover from oh, ways wow. that have impacted us that like we couldn't see at that time because we ran out of time and just couldn't fit all of the material in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this look of suspicion, um, he looks at you, he like regards you for a moment, studying you and begins to look um, even more like stern and then uh, his features soften for a bit and he kind of like strokes the brow bone, the like ridges uh, above his eye again and says, what for? What, what could they, what they, what do they want you to help with exactly? Well, I was just there and they told me just to come get you to meet them at the place where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Fergus and Morthos, you follow Stacy down the stairs through the east wing of the sort of like lobby area that heads back to the central point in the like cross shape that it is. And Stacy makes a turn towards where the like cashier uh, cashiers are. And um, there is like one single very heavily armored guard kind of like at a back wall that looks like it leads to nothing. And she is making quick strides down this hallway. There's a point where she stops and she looks over her shoulder at the two of you. How close to how closely are you following her? Uh, I I think like I'm just like a step behind her. Like yeah, I'd say trying to keep pace. Yeah, I I think it's like I'm trying to match her with level of authority while still not knowing where I'm going. Okay. Um, she looks over at the two of you and she does like a head nod, like follow me. And she starts making, um, like she kind of like picks up the pace and starts kind of like jogging a bit. And it looks like she's heading straight towards the wall, um, for visual, we'll switch over really quick to the visual. We're going to switch to a picture of a wall (laughs) so you can visualize Uh it. (laughs) So she has rounded, um, here's the central point. She rounds the corner. Um, she's. I want to clarify the strikers, the union uh, people should be in this zone. The strikers were kind of trying to push their way in. But right here is a whole crowd of people who were celebrating. Okay. Um, there. Uh, so I think you enter into a similarly like rock is seen. It just looks like a mob. It's kind of hard to determine who's, who's from who? her point of view, what is even going on here, but she's on a mission at this point. Okay. Um, like if from her there's just like chaos at this point the whole thing is chaos and from her perspective somebody who seems to be knowledgeable and with the guard and not sick um (laughs) is telling her that something's wrong and she might have help right um so she continues down the back of this hallway not breaking stride and she stops for just a moment right here she reaches up and um places a hand on the back of this uh, like guard or what have you, um, and you um, go both of, both of you go ahead and make a quick perception check. <laughs> oh my god! Both of us rolled <laughs> a net one. one. I got a three total, um, and that. <laughs> I got a one natural. <laughs> Perfect. I went from nat okay. 20 to nat 1. Also, just for shits, I rolled a perception check for Rascal. He got a he got a dirty 20. <laughs> oh, good. good to know. 
Good to know. Ra- Rascal, Ra- whatever is, is to pre- be perceived, Rascal perceives it. He can't <laughs> he can tell us what he knows, but he knows something. Yeah. So uh, oh she she pauses just for a moment mid-run to reach around the be- behind this guard and do something. And then she continues walking and disappears through the wall. And we act like babies playing peekaboo, and we're just like, "What just happened?" No, we just kind of like look at go? each other, going like, "Uh, do we get something?" And I think, I think like Frigus just kind of like sticks out his hand toward towards where they last saw them, like, eh, eh, eh? into the space or into the wall. It, like, I feel like into the space, and then like slowly starts moving forward, just kind of like, "Are you hello?" <laughs> okay so you are reaching out into this space yeah and reaching towards this wall and calling out to them yeah so bella you step through and you find yourself in the room that contains the violet scepter uh and again that's the one item that you did not see in the back room uh as you step through kind of in the you are behind the line that you know to be important you are, I'm going to move you back to that place, um, that page really quick. Um, you basically appear like right here. You know, the line is over here. So you appear on the side that the scepter is on. And I'm not immediately just in instant pain or anything? Mm-mm. Cool. Um, what is your passive perception? Uh, 13. Okay. Um, do you think Bella would survey her surroundings the minute that she kind of like appeared in this room again? You did already ask me if you felt pain. So go ahead and make a perception check for me. I try to make sure that passive is being used very often. I rolled a 15. Okay. There seems to be like there's just a bit of movement by the door. Um, but whatever it was that moved seems to have been like leaving the room. Um, there's a shadow or a bit of a, a heel or something that happened. There was movement that was leaving the room. You look up, you don't see anybody there. Um, but it looks like you saw somebody exit or maybe some commotion outside that caused like a shadow or something that drew your attention. Um, as this is occurring, uh, Alatel reaches over, grabs the violet scepter, and enters that into the space uh, where the line is at and looks over at you and just <laughs> puts his hand on the small of your back and pushes you over the line. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to resist? No. Okay. He looks like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> right? He moves you forward. You are you walk over the line and nothing happens. Why? It, you can try to discern, um, but uh, at this point, you think everything's fine. He steps through. He As he walks through, he kind of like is flipping the scepter around to almost like be a barrier over that line. Steps through, pulls it back with him. So he has the scepter. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you know about that? Not a lot. It's a key. That I know. Uh, he reaches over, like, behind him, kind of, like, while looking at you still and not even looking at where he's reaching, passes over the line and, um, like, holds it near the wall at that space where you saw that, like, something was weird, right? That's kind of, like, right in front of where you appeared. And you mm. knew something was up with it, but you couldn't really tell, like, what. And he he holds it by the wall and, like, 
it's unclear whether he's like actually doing something or just holding it there but that's the point at which there's like a separation as if like a false wall that was like locked and held into place kind of like breaks seal and you see like uh, like a crease or a crack like a very slight one appear up in the wall and he just kind of like wild <laughs> I know it's a key I don't know what else it might do um, he stuffs that into the um, bag of holding where like the handle is all the way in and the, the actual scepter part of it is just kind of like poking out the top and he starts making uh, his way to the door are you trapped in here by your deity or am I going to be met with the same resistance that you would be leaving the building oh I think it's just magic I'm not like some <laughs> vengeful spirit or something uh, I he has some sort of protection I don't know these things are quite valuable a lot of them are anyway some of them are the collector trash, you're talking about the collector yes well anyone who has something of value is going to I mean I'm I'm pretty amazing but uh, there are people more powerful than me and being able to move between walls is something pretty common for a caster at which point every person in the world's entire treasure would be subject to thievery constantly unless they could protect teleportation so so where are you going? out the door we have to walk out the front door still Um, and he kind of like he gives you this like wry smile that's almost very like there's like a flash of mischief in his eyes um it's obviously like a very rehearsed smile it's very like attractive the like the curl of his um like the, the corners of his lip curl up and he has like very nice teeth as he's looking at you he like waves his hand over his face and um his hair turns blonde and curly and his skin darkens and um, his clothing changes appearance, and the bag that he was holding seems to disappear. Um, do you know any spells? No, just message. Okay. There's definitely some sort of magic going on. Definitely some sort of magic going on. Oh, and his eyes turn a violet color that matches the scepter. Uh, and he kind of, like, points to it and, like, winks at you. And starts heading towards the, um, the door to exit to, like, the foyer. Uh-huh. Spending a little bit of time with him, if you're not super familiar with magic, it's not necessarily clear what kind of power it takes to do everything he's doing, but he does seem to be very knowledgeable and skilled. Um, I love So him. much so that, yeah, he perhaps might be a higher level than you, um, if we were to speak mechanically. If this was some sort of game, <laughs> he might have leveled up at some point. <laughs> he begins striding towards the door. Is, is this something that, like, Bella would be impressed by? He's definitely, like, not trying to be impressive in, like, uh, um, it doesn't look like he's particularly trying to be, like, impressive to you specifically. More like he generally um, enjoys, uh, like, make an insight check, actually. All right. <laughs> he's the gentleman thief from the hit anime My Hero Academia. <laughs> I rolled a 14. He looks like um, he's maybe a little full of himself, but perhaps less being full of himself, more very like um, self-assured. And he's, he's quite enjoying what's going on. And he certainly enjoys provoking people. Well, he's definitely confident. Mm, yes. Absolutely. And that's definitely attractive. So 
Um, so he takes a few steps towards the door. He turns and he um, reaches like a hand back for you, like um, like finger wavy to like uh, reach out for your hand kind of thing. I'll grab it. Okay. Uh, and he starts to sweep you towards the door. <laughs> he pauses for just a moment, listening. Belladonna seems side. to have completely forgot that she was here with a group. And <laughs> yeah, that's just she's just like, where are we My going? Group's not in this room. Yes, yeah. but it's a deal of like, shouldn't you go f- help find your group and f- figure out what's going on? I don't on? know. I think I mean, Fergus would be falling for this guy too. Yeah, yeah, I've been in here before. I know there's another room next, and I know there's a bigger room after that. Like, there's plenty of time to find the group. Oh. I don't know where they are but i know they're not behind me so i might as well continue following the cleric and he rolled a 23 on his persuasion mm. check not yeah and, and he's being very I'm charming definitely he's very cool. attracted to him so like <laughs> let's go yeah so he pauses for just a moment what a group <laughs> yeah. listening at the door and he um like he takes your hand and he kind of like flips it around where he's holding it like this and kind of pulls you back away from the door a bit behind him and does like one of these, right? So right. um for the audio listeners, she did it. She put her finger up to her lips like a whispered sh- signal. Going back to Cookie and Fred and Bear, there's that moment where Fred is like, I don't know what you're doing here or why they sent you, but let's go. Um, okay, Cookie, if you are trying to like, you see, uh, you do see, um, as he takes a few steps forward, like Bear coming around the like way behind him. So if you want to try to do like a look at big weapon, look at Fred sort of thing, <laughs> you totally can because I know you have that like Bear knock him out yeah. kind of thing. Um, so if you want to do something like that, you can, but he has stepped in front of, or he's like walking towards stepping in front of you mm-hmm. with the intent of leading you two out. Okay. I think um, Cookie would let him step in front of her. And when Bear comes around the corner, she'll like be standing side by side of Bear and she'll kind of look and be like, grab her hand and just kind of like <laughs> do a knock him over the head symbol. <laughs> Because Cookie has, like, a minus one in strength, so she can't do it. So. <laughs> okay. Right, Bear. Uh, okay. Bear's going to punch him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make uh, make an attack roll. Are you... Uh, I think unarmed strike's on your character sheet. So yes. make an unarmed strike roll. Striked? Unarmed strike. Uh, I rolled a 19 for the hit, and then it... As it does three bludgeoning damage. Okay. I'm not raging. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. He, um, you reach out, you punch him right in the back of the head. There is a connective sound that you can hear as well, Cookie. Um, it doesn't sound like the shattering of bone or anything, but um, this very sort of like, Prim and poised and frustrated and quick-moving dragonborn knees buckle and they fall over forward. Kind of hand goes up. One hand goes up to the back of the head and the other one hits the floor. And they definitely have a dazed look about them. Knocking someone out with a punch is something that's kind of like Hollywoodish, but in a world like this, when you're doing like three points of damage to a person who probably doesn't even have a 
three points, uh, three like hit points, and these are like it's blunt force at least. It's not like you're stabbing them. Um, he kind of like does like a few like crawling sort of movements before he just kind of slowly lays down and like um, like it looks like his strength kind of collapses as he's like closer to the floor. So he didn't just like fall over unconscious, but there was like this dazed moment and then like the loss of consciousness. He took a pretty good smack to the head. He's alive though, right? If you stand and watch him for a second, he does continue breathing. Oh, good. <laughs> Cookie's like, oh no, I took it too far. I made her kill a guy. <laughs> and, and unless Bear intended on killing him, it, you can choose to hit somebody and not murder them. And I assume, like, because you chose to punch them, not like impale them with your greatsword. Unless your intent was to murder them, then this is this was like a hefty punch intended to knock someone out. Okay, who Funk. you see as being like weak, um, like a weak, like prim person. If that makes sense. I think. Um, hold on, let me check my inventory mm-hmm. super quick. Okay. I was like, do we have any rope to tie him up? I don't want him coming That's back later. Sure, like, <laughs> I'm thinking too. Everybody starts with rope. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have we. It says I have 50 feet of rope. Okay, that's good, because I don't think I do. <laughs> so let's tie him up. Was I he the guy who was unlocking doors? Friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, he's got... I want to tie him up and rob him. Grab him? <gasps> rob him. <laughs> Whatever he's got. Oh, rob him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Um. So if one of you has rope... She, yeah, yeah, I do. It seems like Bear has my rope. rope. So apparently, it's okay, in there. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, okay. So you reach back, you find some rope. You're able to. Um, what is your deck score? Just your score. You don't have to roll. Uh, I think it's pretty. It much says fifteen plus two. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're fine. I don't know so, what that means. um, so you, uh, fifteen is your score, and two is your modifier. Okay. So, um. So you're a person who has, like, um, swift enough reflexes and, um, like, good hands and things like that. Like, you can easily tie restraints that somebody um, can't, like, quickly get out of sort of thing. There's not, like, a rope check, but if someone's, like, a sorcerer with, like, a seven dexterity, then it might be easier for them to get out of kind of thing. This is what I was thinking. Um, Swiftly take the time to uh, restrain him. And you start rifling through pockets. It doesn't look like he has a whole lot on him, like, on his person right now. You do find six gold, um, ten copper, and two silver. Okay. (laughs) Um, Go ahead and... um, So Bear starts rifling through pockets. The money is easy to find. Um, You can make an investigation check, Bear. And as you see Bear kind of rifling through pockets, you can either also rifle through pockets or you can help Bear rifle through pockets. Cookie, up to you. Well, Bear rolled a 19 on investigation. I think Cookie's just going to let her do her thing because she's not really interested in robbing from friend. But once <laughs> she's done and Bear like <laughs> and Bear like stands up from, um, you know, like crouching over his body and stuff, she's going to get run up and give Bear a big hug and be like, I missed you. <laughs> oh. I was going to pet Cookie on the head. so you as you're rifling through pockets and kind of patting him down really quick there's like the jacket right and then there's the um like vest under it and the vest pockets are empty but you feel something on the inside of that you open up the vest 
and there is um, what looks like a smooth side, but as you feel the lining, there's like a little bit of uh, like a, a tiny opening there. And you reach in and you find um, it doesn't look like a key, but it's the only other thing on his person. And it is just a small gold, not made of gold, but gold colored rectangle. Nice. That's just, it looks kind of fancy. Uh, it might be real gold. Like, who knows, actually. But it's um, shiny. But it's just some scroll. The other thing of note, it's a shiny. Okay. <laughs> Eat it. Sounds good. So you grab that, pocket it, stand back up, cookie throws her arms around you. And this is the first time you've ever seen, like, you saw the bear's transformation earlier, but this mm-hmm. is, like, the first time you're getting to, like, interact with them. So. Yeah, because we had our little crowd surfy moment, and then mm-hmm. we pretty much had to part ways exactly after that. So this is definitely, like, the first, like, one-on-one mo- quiet, you know, time moment um, Cookie has had with Bear since the transformation, mm-hmm. yeah. So she pats you on the head. Yeah. What do you two do after this touching reunion <laughs> i guess cookie would just look back at me like i have so many questions <laughs> well i don't know a lot but what do you want to know <laughs> you're like you're a you're not a bear i'm a bear i'm bear yeah i don't know you're just bear in heart <laughs> well she looks down and she does see bear skin it's just her clothing. Yeah. Bear skin. <laughs> bear. Like, huh. I see bear when I look at myself. Bear. I don't feel any different. Oh well, that's good. At least. Um. Uh. Have you seen the necklace at all? Uh. No, I saw a lot of stuff, but I don't think so. <laughs> But Bella went somewhere, okay. where, uh, so maybe yeah, like, maybe where, she's... where is Bella? I don't know. She she went with some guy. <laughs> okay. She's got she's doing stuff. I don't know. She met a guy some and guy? ditched me. <laughs> some guy, yeah. Okay. I asked him to arm wrestle, and he said no. <laughs> I already oh. hate him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bella. You hear the voice of Cookie and of Bear. From behind the door. Oh, oh, after he pushed me back? After he pushes you back, you're hearing the tail end of this conversation. Oh, okay. Then I'll very quietly say, hey, hey, those are my friends. I think we can go out. Uh, make a persuasion check. Oh, <laughs> I rolled a 23. <laughs> All right. Uh, he looks a little... Um, He's been kind of taking charge this whole time and you can tell that he's enjoyed that. And there's a moment of like scrutiny when um, it's not like the, it's not like he's bothered by you making a suggestion, but more like he's definitely like um, trying to judge whether or not this is accurate uh, or not. And he seems to kind of like raise his eyebrows and peek around the corner and let go of your hand and push pull the door back a little bit and do like a after you kind of motion. Then I'll saunter out all confidently. <laughs> So you two hear footsteps as you're having the, um, as you're kind of like having this conversation. She went with some guy and then there's like on tile. Oh, Mm. hey guys. Like, oh, Bella. What, uh, what happened? Hey, Cookie, that's the guy. 
<laughs> no, he's, he, he's still in the room. He hasn't followed oh, me we can't as far as yet. she described. Also, okay. when you do see somebody walk out, if they do, you're going to see a very tan-looking person with blonde Yeah, he changed hair. his appearance. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Never mm-hmm. mind. That's a new guy. She already met. She already ditched the first guy and met someone new. <laughs> What'd you do to that guy? She's that person. You have to follow around at the bar and be like, no, honey, come back to the table. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just friendly with everybody. Like, uh, <laughs> you don't know this person. <laughs> I, I left with this one guy, but I met someone new in the collection. And he's he's got curly hair and I'm really into him now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after you have a few exchanges, um, you do see Cookie and, and Bear. You do see uh, the head of, of someone poke out. This isn't who you saw earlier, Bear, but it is a person that she's with. They kind of poke out and look at the two of you. So, yeah, so Cookie asked Bella what happened, and then they, she she, she kind of notices the head, and she's like, um, who's that? I look. <laughs> I see him. Oh, he's cool. Don't worry about him. Okay. Uh, uh, Bear said that she hasn't seen the necklace. Have you? I have the necklace. Oh, good. <laughs> I was just, it's like I've only been like it down this hall and in a room down there and I haven't even looked for anything. So, oh, yeah, no, no worries. We just need to l- leave like, oh, okay, as quickly as possible. And I'll, Take off the sickle off my belt, and I'll just hand it over to Bear. Like, hey, this looks cool, right? <laughs> There's like drops of water along the edges of the sickle. One drops onto the floor, and um, there's that kind of like water drop sound. And there's some crackling energy around the edge of the sickle. She hands it out to you. Oh, so I'm guess sparky, pretty. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What, what were you saying? Karen? So you managed to take some other things, I see. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, all of it actually. <laughs> it's all gone. We need to all leave. Of it? <laughs> we need to leave. Oh, okay, <laughs> very quickly. And with that, um, he kind of uh, he's turned away a little bit from the three of you, and he says. Yes, I don't know how much of a fight you're prepared for, but I hope it's one at all. And, um, like, turns his body in a way that the two of you, Cookie and Bear, don't really understand. But, Bella, you know that where he, like, the way he looked previously, the scepter was kind of poking out of the top of that bag that he had. And he turns where that side of his body is, like, towards the door, and then he pulls it. And it opens. We're following him. <laughs> oh, okay. With that, okay. We will switch back to <laughs> Fergus and Morthos. Fergus, you're reaching into this empty space where this person disappeared from, and you call out, and what did you say again? Hello? I, I haven't done Fergus' voice in a long time. <clears throat> Is Ferg- Are you doing a voice as a guard, though? Uh, that was... Because <laughs> I feel like Morthos is trying to or something. That's why I haven't done the, like, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Fergus would try and deepen his voice more because I feel like, you know, deep voice kind of feels authoritative. And Bryce cannot do, Bryce struggles to do Fergus. Bryce cannot do farther than Fergus. So you would just have to take Fergus and and deepen it more. We will imagine it's, Mm -hmm. I'm not good at voices, don't worry. (laughs) 
uh, hello? That's probably not it. I don't. That's fine. It's, it sounds like ma- Fergus. Imagine, imagine Fergus saying hello. That's that's what you hear. A few, just like a second passes, and you see a very angry looking Stacy. Kind of like the head emerges from the wall again, and she looks at you two and says, "Come on!" And kind of like slides back behind it. Uh, at that point, we I like walk forward while it's still kind of like. I pull my hand back a little bit, but enough that it's like kind of mo- f- further forward, so that if there was something weird, only only my like hand will get messed up by it first, rather than I'm hand on Fergus's back, pushing him forward. But like you know, okay. like you go, you're going first. Okay. Um. So you both, Fergus, you you reach this, and as your hand passes through, before you've seen illusions. You remember one um, in the forest. Uh, and usually, once you've kind of touched it, I even think if in you the couldn't... forest I did the exact same thing with the the one cave where I was just kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So your hand passes through it, and unlike the other ones, you don't see through it, and there's like texture, there's like substance to this. It's almost like um, there's a thick feeling like passing through like water or something almost. Um, and it's a little cold, and you emerge out the other side, and you look like you're in like a room with um, a couple of tables. Uh, it's like it looks like there are like cubbies and like like almost like what we would see as like lockers on the other side. Like this kind of looks like what you would think of like as a break room, um, where people can like who work here perhaps can store their belongings. And um, sit and like have lunch and stuff like that. And there is a door to either um, side of you. Stacy is already like looking around and has like made a the a beeline towards this very like voltish looking door. It's like big, thick uh, iron and steel kind of thing uh, uh, to the side, and she like takes her big um, like gauntleted fist and beats on the door and yells inside what's going on in there and um like morthos you're kind of like emerging through this like cold soupy space um, uh writes like as she's like banging on the door how do you react so wait that's my cue does the door Uh, does the door look like a vault door or just like a door door it looks like a very heavily reinforced door. Okay. It's not like it's not like a classic like big metal has like a big dial on the center or anything like that. Um, and she seems to be talking to someone or trying to talk to someone on the other side. You hear uh, like a, like an older kind of more aged voice, um, kind of crackly a bit, uh, kind of call out, "What? What do you want? <laughs> We're busy in here." We're having a party. You weren't invited. Do you think that's Stacy's mom? <laughs> She's got stuff going on. We've yeah. um, just got a lot going on today. Stacy calls in again. Is there not trouble? You're, and she kind of like looks back at the two of you. There's not a robbery. Oh well, not that I know of. No one's been back here yet. She's like, open up. I need to check. Uh, uh, I think I think like as as she looks back at us, I kind of like I like 
I take a breath and I'm like, are we sure that's actually them? Kind of like let Landon like, eh, maybe we don't know what's happening, you know? Is he talking to he's, he's talking Stacy or to Morthos? He's talking like... to Stacy. He's talking to okay. Stacy to go like, because they're like, oh, nothing seems amiss. Going like, maybe you're not talking to who you think you're talking to. Uh, make a deception check. The option. 16. I said open up. Okay, okay. Give me just a second. And um, there's like clicks and gears turning and the sound of like heavy metal, um, like gears grating against each other um, for probably like two solid seconds as something is being turned. And uh, the door kind of like slowly pulls open there's like the the release of the it being like flush against the door and it slowly starts to open and Stacey reaches up with the hand and pushes it rather forcefully and you see this um this halfling woman on the inside she's got um, gray hair and it's kind of curly and there's like stray pieces falling but the rest of it is pulled up into this kind of like messy bun that has like a pencil stuck in it and she's got these like spectacles on her face and um she's got like a big warm shawl wrapped around her and uh, you can see, like, a chair in the back with a desk. And there's, like, a blanket over the side of this this wooden chair that's by this wooden desk. And she just, like, kind of, like, stumbles back a little bit. Like, she's the force of the door being kind of, like, pushed open. And she looks rather confused. I've been in here for 97 years. No one's <laughs> ever come to check on me. <laughs> like, what are you, you know, you're not supposed to come back here. Stacy says, "Well, the city guard seems to think we're being robbed." So Fergus kind of like looks looks around and like, "Where's the vault?" Um. So if you look into the room and you move to kind of see more of it, because the door the door again pushes inward, so you can hmm. only kind of see the right side of the room. Where from where you're standing, you can catch like another edge of a desk, like in the in the far right like line of sight, and then you see the one. On the far side. So are you like making your way into the room? Yeah. Because all you can see right now are these desks. Yeah. You take a few steps in and you can to Morthos. Okay. Behind the door that's like blocking vision of the left side of the room, there is a larger um, kind of more of like a portcullis looking door. That Again, very heavy, very reinforced looking door um, that seems like it almost like lifts upwards. I want to cast Thaumaturgy and create... Uh like a crackle like a cracking kind of rumbly sound from that area but it's a it's verbal right so i don't okay. know how to how to do that effectively discreetly that's fine. in this moment um so i'm going to pause you for just a second because i knew i had made a map and i couldn't find it okay so let me move you over <laughs> oh. okay so We've come through the bottom wall. Yeah, you came in here. Let me do the reveal areas. Um, this, the 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 hallway is uh, where like the cashiers were, and what is marked as a door was the wall with this like guard in front of it um, that you couldn't see very well, and so it revealed. Okay, so we went through that door wall. Yeah. Okay. And you see, um, like this and she took 
she was standing kind of on the right side, and this is the door that she was initially banging on. This is where you entered, and you saw the like, kind of tables in front of you, and she was over here on the right side, and the conversation at the door was here. So me, this whole time, I've been like, where the hell is that map? Um, and so you walked in, and you could see these two desks, and now you see this really um, kind of like sturdy-looking, more portcullisy reinforced door. Uh, I think, I mean, both me and Morthos, I think, will would clock that as like this. Probably seems like the vault, um, that's or at a- least, yeah, the very the next barrier. So yeah. at least, yeah, the rumble has to come from there. Yeah. Right? So the- I think he. he uh, I I'm going to once again uh trigger uh Rascal to to bark kind of he's kind of using that as like kind of like Rascal's barking because there's bad guys over there and yeah. and it's it's all a deal of like signal hey we're going that way because this is the signal bad bad guys over there we're gonna go deal with it. Are you going to wait for the bark until after Morthos does something, or are you no, going to do it? I, th- I think I'm going to do it first, especially if I know that thaumaturgy requires verbal. He's going to try and use that as cover for, oh, okay. for him to do so. Okay, so you tap on your leg again. Rascal barks. What do you do, Morthos? I try to discreetly cast thaumaturgy, creating a... I feel like like a cracking or crashing sound um, and try to put it on the other side of that door. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, what components does Thaumaturgy have? It'll have V, S, and or M. Just V. Just V. Okay. So yeah. So if you, um, it might be a little hard to hide it exactly behind a dog bark unless you're paying attention and know the signal for the dog bark, but it can at least be a distraction. Um, yeah. So go ahead and make a, I guess like a stealth roll type of thing to see if you can like quietly like say it where they can't like see you doing anything or hear you doing anything it's like a sleight of mouth a sleight (laughs) of mouth yeah Yeah. i got a 14 on the stealth okay and then this is what i say whenever i'm trying to detect bad guys that's this isn't thaumaturgy this is my (laughs) other spell for detecting bad guys (laughs) (laughs) my detect it's like yep they're definitely definitely over there <laughs> okay, so you make like a, a rumble and like a like a you said like a cracking sound, right? Yeah. Okay. So at this point, um Stacy looks towards this like portcullis looking door. It's not as big as a whole portcullis, but it definitely has that sort of like look to it. Um this this halfling woman kind of looks at it and a um older looking human male all of a sudden kind of nervously from behind the desk on the other side and this like empty space like pops over and is like, whoa, what's that? And she looks back at him and is like, Fred, come over here. We need to open the door. Oh, Fred <laughs> and friend. Wow. <laughs> now I'm and sure they always get mixed up at parties. Fred is different than Fred. Okay? <laughs> I had some people from my community pick some of these names, and I also rolled for others. So some of them have names like Stacy and Fred, and some of them have names like Thorico mm. and mm. <laughs> Ophelios. Or so, Imlawe. Imlawe. That was a roll. That was a roll. I was like, I'm so sorry that they get Fred and Fred, and you get Imlawe. <laughs> but you also got the, the little halfling woman, too. So. Betty. Uh, Betty. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't know. No, if I she's said a gnome. The time. She's a she's gnome. a gnome. That's what it is. Yeah. But her name's actually Betty White. 
You might not know oh, that. But that's her full name. <laughs> um, which is why she's a sweet little lady with a bubble cut who also happens to have really nice knife skills. Who knows? She used to be, uh, she used to be Betty the Gray, but she uh, fought. Oh, my God. She, she fought a thing and <laughs> came back. There's that, that one, like, one of the epic rap battle things where they're doing, like, um, Gandalf versus he, the, uh, the other one who shall not be named. And... Uh, uh, he's like, death makes you die. It just makes my brights brighter. Anyway, so uh, these two go over to either side of this door and they kind of like turn their backs to the two of you, the guards, and they start um, like fidgeting with something. And she's like, Stacy, will you be a dear and you go open the thing for us, please? They seem to be doing some sort of like unlocking sort of like ritual of some kind. Um, and Stacy goes over and uh, just literally starts like lifting from the bottom this like huge door. And wow, barbarians, am I right? She, yeah. uh, she's actually having a little bit of trouble. Like she gets it up about halfway, but to get that point where you're like switching to pushing up instead of pulling, she's having some trouble. Do the two of you want to help her? Uh, sure. I mean, d- <laughs> push her under the door. Does she does she like look at us at all? Like she like no, she's just straining. Okay, I I feel like if she looks like she's straining, uh, Fergus will step in and try and help. Uh, acrobatics, strength. Oh, just stretch. You're, you're lifting. I mean, unless you want to just slide it's, under. It's no or no uh, athletics okay. was the yeah athletics not acrobatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make an athletics check. For it's sure, the yeah. same number, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> five. Oh okay. no. I mean, what, was worst not case helping. scenario, she just, just stands there and struggles for the rest of the game. Right. <laughs> what were you going to say, Morthos? Uh, Morthos was not helping lift okay. the door. Sounds like a plan. With the combined effort of the both of you lifting, since you do have um, at least a plus two score, she was just barely like under the um, like heaviness DC or whatever, because it is a very big and sturdy looking door. Um, she's able to, with your help, um, lift it up. And it's like when you get towards like the the top like foot or so of lifting it, you start to feel like clicking of it feeling like it's being like caught and pushed into some sort of like a holding position. And she lets go at some point and continues on through. At which point you see that you are in another like office looking area. There's no one in here at the moment, but there is one final door. That or is, is there? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, you don't know if it's the final door, but you do see another one um, over here. But this one looks just like a normal like door with a handle. She strides over to it. I, she grabs the handle. I feel sorry for the guys who have to like work at these desks of like, you know, I hope Stacy comes and lets us out for lunch. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they seem to be the ones with the keys. But um, there are also doors in the room that you were in. There are also doors on the other side. And from the positioning of them, if you have, like, good spatial awareness, you would imagine that this is where, like, the cashiers sit. Yeah. And so there's, like, this door. Well, go ahead and make a perception check for me, both of you, if you are studying the door. Yeah, I was uh, back and watching. Yeah, especially you. Five. Um, so it's kind of... <laughs> Can't put it together, though. Uh, yeah, right? Like, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, hard that's to a, say, that, That's but... a door, huh? There was, like, a small portion of the door that had, like, two raised, um, like, like rectangular sort of spaces. 
And if you pass through to the other side, it's all clicked up and out of the way where you can't get like a good look at it. But knowing the way that like, uh, have you actually, has Fergus actually been familiar with a casino? What do you mean? Uh, or was that all a story that he made up to tell other I, people? About I, think, the I think Fergus would be aware of like, he probably has been in casinos. Um, or not, in a prison. Uh, yeah. For sure, for sure, Maybe. been in a a jail okay. situation. Um, so it's entirely possible that those things were some sort of way to like pass small amounts back and forth that were too small for like a a typical person to fit through, but coin could be passed back and mm. forth and, and such. So, uh, Stacy strides over to the store, grabs the handle, tries to turn it. Nothing happens. She looks back frustratedly at the two people in the other room. And the human uh, man, Fred, uh, kind of like scurries forward, looking a little um, like incredibly frightened. Not even a little. He looks very frightened. And he pulls out a very traditional looking key, unlocks this door and takes a step back. And um, she swings that door open. Always revealed with another door. Um See, it wasn't the final door. (laughs) So you see kind of like at this point, she like throws up her hands in frustration and looks at first to Fred and then at the the halfling woman. And she also kind of like winces and starts scurrying forward. And she starts to proceed down the hallway. I feel like as we're kind of like making our way through, uh, Fergus will kind of keep like every every so uh, often, kind of signaling rascal to like bark more further, like keep keep it like, hey, th- th- you know, the signals are still there. It's just farther back now, mm-hmm. you know. Not mm-hmm. like oh, everything stopped as soon as you let us through the first door. Mm-hmm. So, um, in that case, as she kind of like screws down this hallway. She's going to reach up and touch the left side of the wall. Go ahead and make a... Like, Stacy is the one that immediately followed her, but if you two are following pretty close pursuit, then um, you can both make a perception check because she's very obviously, like, reached up at the wall. you just going to determine what you can see that she does. 15. Okay. How wide's the hallway or how big? Is it, like, full size? Like, we'd all be able it's, to... It's five feet. So, like, if you were in combat, it would be single file. When okay. you're not in combat, you can kind of share space with okay. people you're not and like, like crowd arms out. Yeah, you don't have like a shield up and a sword out or wands and spells and stuff. Um, but it is considered five feet wide. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll try to see. Uh, Fifteen as well. Nice. So you both see her reach up. She traces her line uh, or her finger across the line of a few um, like bricks in like the mason work. And she makes a symbol with her hand and then outlines another one. And then she pushes into a third and one of the bricks, um, like normal size looking bricks, kind of like comes out of the wall a little bit with like a grinding sound of like masonry. She pulls that back to reveal like um, like a hollowed out portion in the back and pulls out this like small rectangular like it almost looks like a piece of gold like a gold bar or something but Mm. very small and thin she pushes that back in but not all the way into the empty space in the wall she holds it up to the door and unfortunately because she's a halfling she can't really hide this with her body so like up above her in the air she like presses it to the door 
and she moves it in a pattern in different places in like a small space. So you see her quickly kind of like down, right, up, down, down, left, up, down, something like this. Like um, Diagon and she's Alley. Like touching several mm-hmm. points. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Like Diagon Alley. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I've never That's seen That's what I was thinking it. too. Oh, it's Harry Potter. Up, up, oh, down, yeah, down, so I don't know left, right, about left, right, BA start. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done that. Uh, and she was, she was like pressing different points too. And, and when she like seems to complete this sequence that like for being kind of like old and a little like confused as she was acting earlier, this is like very quick, graceful, deft hand movements. Like this is either very well known to her, very rehearsed, or um, she was just scared earlier and is a little more capable than she initially appeared. There is like uh, a soft click and there are a few um, other sort of like noises that are a little unfamiliar, maybe like a whir kind of to it. Um, And there is a release as like whatever force holding the door in place. There's not a visible handle kind of releases and there's like a bit of movement to the door. How sturdy does this door had this door looked? Make an investigation check. 16. At a glance, this doesn't necessarily look like a metal that you are familiar with. As it moves, you can't gauge how thick it is. It is very smooth, like remarkably smooth, like what we would consider to be like machine made smooth. Um, It's a little bit shiny and almost like reflective where like not like a mirror, but you can kind of like see like the the light reflecting off um, like the people uh, in like the shine a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, and as it moves, there is no noise. As sh- she has kind of been doing that, he looks at Stacy quickly and and goes like, "Is this is this it?" And kind of like starts reaching for his weapons. Are you trying to act as though you're like spurring her on to fight whoever's inside? Yeah, well, I'm 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 kind of like looking at her for like confirmation of like. The bad guys are in the vault. Are we? Are we do, do we need to get ready to fight? Who's in the vault? Mm-hmm. Like, is this the vault? Because if it's the vault, we need to be ready to fight them. Mm-hmm. I'm gauging whether or not you look intimidating to her, or like, um, like she's basically going to like see you reaching for your weapon and going to have to determine whether or not she's suddenly been like duped or whatever. Like, so if you're just kind of like honestly looking at her, that's fine. Well, I, 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 yeah, I've got, I've got a, I, I'm like reaching down towards my hip as I kind of look at her for like confirmation, not in like an okay. aggressive way. Gotcha. And like, a okay, is this fine? Yeah. Are, are, okay. are we, you yeah. know, here? Morthos is going to ask to Fergus. Do you think our backup is going to be able to find us all the way in here? Uh, just for, like you know, in a kind of persuasive, like okay, okay, you know, trying to generally persuade the rest of the group that we have our, you know, the rest of our city We're guard legit. groups that are yeah. they're coming with us, okay. right? They need to come find us. So like, we either need to send someone back there, or like, will you know, will the doors be open for them to come on in, kind of thing? And, well, I guess, I guess first he'd look for for, for Stacy's answer before he answers Morthos or any response off Stacy. I didn't know anyone else was coming if they know. Well, to- no. So does, does Stacy answer my question of like, mm. of, of, is this it? 
And then, well, you asked two questions in quick succession, so she's mm-hmm. first answering. I didn't know anyone else. Was oh, coming. okay. Oh, yeah. We called for backup as soon as we realized that the vault was getting robbed and things were getting out of control. I imagine they won't know to walk through the wall. Uh, she says that, and she starts to push the door open. Um, it kind of like effortlessly glides open. As it turns, it looks like this is probably a really, really thick door. As you start to see, like the side of like the edge, the edge of one, like revealed as it like turns on this hinge. Completely quiet as it opens, though. And what you see before you is um, a walls lined with golds and jewels and gems and trinkets and um, things on uh, like piled in stacks on like tables and crates and open crates with just riches in them. The instant he sees literally a sparkle, a little mm-hmm. like hint that this, this, uh, the, the door is opened and this is the real one. He is, he like quickly with one hand taps his leg to signal, uh, rascal to, to bark and, uh, in that same moment, uh, start saying the incantation for uh, fog cloud to to try and fill that room with with fog, so people can't see what's in there. Okay, what does fog cloud have for components? Verbal and somatic. Okay, so you're hoping the bark is going to cover the verbal, right? Yeah. Um, so make a slide of hand check. Slide of mouth. Slide of mouth. No, slide of hand. Of hand is a 17. Okay. So tell me how fog hold takes, uh, fog cloud takes hold. Uh, so it creates a 20 foot radius sphere of, of fog centered around a point within range. I think it's literally going to be right where the door opens. So, so it's like, because I, this room, uh, would be bigger than the fog cloud would fill but it would like you could not if it, if it yeah. if it starts at that space you're not able to see past the fog cloud this this hallway is going to be obstructed by the fog the bark uh happens and then this as as the doors uh swinging open friggin's quickly fog and and then and then and then like smoke just starts pouring uh out from the from the door like like well fog uh i guess but i i almost would imagine that like no thinking what they think they would read it as smoke um knowing that like hey this is they're supposed to be like you know exploding into the the vault and stuff like this must might be smoke that was put off um and and whatever they saw as as soon as soon as that fog cloud just kind of like materializes and stretches into the the hallway and stuff they suddenly just see smoke in front of them fog okay all right um so i'm assuming that the two of you can't actually see anything anymore either right right um it, it affects everybody yeah okay so the door starts to open and you start to see the side of a wall that's lined in gold bars and jewels and um like necklaces and trinkets and the smoke starts to pour out from inside. Stacy shoves the door open, takes a few steps in, and you can start to hear the like swiping sound of somebody swinging a sword through the air. That kind of like <laughs> sound um, that is made. 
And you start to hear her kind of like wildly swinging around to see if she hits anything. Basically, oh my God. Uh, I think I think as soon as she is stepped forward, so it would be she stepped forward into the fog slash room, and the uh, halfling is like right against the door, right. The woman was like right there, basically like Stacy kind of shoved past. Okay. Um, and the the man is like like at the edge of the hallway on the other side. Like he didn't go any further than the first door. Okay. So okay, so you said the there the guy is still behind us. Mm-hmm. And as the smoke pours out, like like the 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 halfling woman makes like a kind of like a muffled noise of shock as the smoke comes pouring out and. He makes like a similar noise and you can hear like footsteps as he's trying to like perhaps like back up as the smoke starts to head towards him. Uh Fergus uh grabs his swords out and at that moment he looks at, at Morthos and says, Now Yeah. I'm casting sleep. Okay. Go ahead my, and my thought was how close were were the people to us? Stacy is about five to ten feet inside the door. You're all in this hallway. The back of the hallway is about 15-ish feet away from you, so a total of maybe like 25 feet or so. Okay. Yeah, it has a range of 20 feet for the circle. So if I... If I cast it in the room, I'll hit Stacy. But mm-hmm. if I cast it in the hallway, I'll hit all three of us. Well... Can't you, or if I cast it centrally, yeah, can't you? We're kind of stuck in the middle. Can't you play? Well, if you ignore the guy behind us, can yeah. can't you place it where Stacy and the halfling are in the circle, but we're not? Uh, yeah, I think so. Towards the back of the room, there, that would, right? Yeah, you can put it at a space out of range that you can't see. Now, if the spell says that it can't go through like walls, you couldn't put it outside the room. But if it doesn't say anything like that, then you can pick a point far enough away so as not to like encompass the two of you. Some, That's easy enough to do. Some guy like outside uh, falls asleep. <laughs> yeah. The room is twenty five feet around, so you could easily um, like put it sort of like in the center of um, the like centerish area of the room, so that you yeah, get I need the it edge to be here were twenty feet to. away. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. What's so, the range yeah. on it? What's the casting range? Casting is ninety feet. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's easy to do. Okay. Okay, um, so I think with sleep you need to roll uh, hit points to see how many people are affected. Uh, yes, five d eight. Ooh, oh, is that max? Thirty one. That's the abs. It's almost. You rolled two eights. Yeah, two max. Seven to five and a three. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, thirty one on the five d eight for okay. sleep. So the two of you hear um, the sound of somebody slumping to the floor on the left of you. It's a very it's a very light sound. They must not have been very heavy. And within the room, you hear kind of like a, a groan and a few staggered sounds. Um, and then like the sound of a body hitting into like carefully stacked coins and coins uh, like clinking down around everywhere and uh, like falling on the ground and like general commotion. With that, with that, uh, Fergus, God, I'm not sure what to do about that, that guy behind us. Um, we're not in combat yet, right? So, uh, no, 
Technically, <laughs> nobody knows that we're not on their side. In that case, can I... Because, like, actions, right, are very combat-oriented. So, like, could I then turn around and charm, run, char- like, uh, cast Charm Person on the guy behind us? Mm-hmm. And reference, yeah. like, the robbery that's going on and, like, you better get yourself somewhere safe. Well, um, could, yeah, yeah, do we absolutely. need do we need Charm Person to do that? If that's what Morthos wants to do, you can absolutely do that. Yeah. I mean, I could otherwise try to persuade him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how persuasive Morthos t- tends to be. I'm very persuasive. Yeah. Okay. So you can try to just make a persuasion check. If you want to charm them for extra effect, you can. You know that, I think, unless I'm remembering wrong, by the end of the charm, they might rem- they might know that they were charmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you could try yes. that. Like, Morthos could try talking them into it, and then if it doesn't work, could try charming them, because okay. that will get them away. That kind of like clues them in that something nefarious is going on. Um, so if you want to just try to persuade um, him first you can but what do you say before you try to do that it sounds like things are getting out of out of hand in here you better get yourself somewhere safe our backup should be here in a couple of minutes maybe go get them Ooh, okay and then uh, I gotta roll Yeah. Uh, 13 so not great but good enough um, you hear like the muttering like uh, he says something along the lines of oh yes 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 uh, and then you hear like shuffling feet. You can't see what's happening because there's a fog cloud everywhere. Okay, so no one else is round. The 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 two in front of us are as far as you know. Okay, I think at that point, <laughs> Fergus kind of looks at Morthos and just goes like, "Watch behind us," and he, <laughs> um makes his way forward he's going to try and find the halfling in the fog okay how do you try to find the halfling just like like gently like feeling around okay yeah i mean like she you know where she was standing before you cast it and you heard like the slump sound so you find her easily on the ground okay uh he tries to find the little block thing uh that she was holding in her in her hand okay um go ahead and make an investigation check with this advantage uh nine and 18 so nine okay you feel around on the ground around her and you don't feel it you kind of like gingerly pat around on her person and her pockets seem to be completely empty um okay at that point uh fergus kind of like very gently uh picks her up and and kind of like uh lays her on the other side of the door like inside the area with all the money yes okay um as you're picking her up and your arms kind of like sliding under to lift her you feel something sharp um not like knife sharp stab you but you feel like the edge of something um like graze against your arm from the floor I I guess as he he kind of like gently like f- tries to like brush his hand closer to to like feel it like with his arm like, mm-hmm. while while still trying to focus on picking her up like once he okay. started doing that he's not gonna be like oh, I'm gonna drop her and grab this yeah 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 seems like a rectangular object okay he he kind of just like makes note of that that's on the floor while he continues to lift her up and place her inside. Okay. 
Yeah, easy enough to do. Your strength score in her size. Okay. So she's on the ground inside. Uh, Fergus, very quickly, he skirts around the edge of the hallway, like or on the edge of the room, um, and then and then tries to make his way like past the fog cloud, uh, staying as close to the wall as possible to like stay out of the way of the sleeping people. What's the range of the fog cloud? Like, how big is the radius of it? Uh, I think it's 20 feet total. And you cast it, like... Right right on the other side of the door. Okay. So, it's a 20-foot diameter or a 20-foot radius? It is 20-foot radius sphere of fog. So, if you cast it right on the other side of the door, it covers um, everything except for the far back wall of this room. Okay. And it goes out to okay. just beyond the door of this room. Okay, that's way a lot bigger than I f- thought it was. Cool, cool, cool. Uh then yeah, he kind of skirts his way towards towards the very back edge, uh where where he can kind of see the gold, um do the you know, fi- finally see the the like big mess of money that they didn't really organize. Okay. They're just like, "Hey guys, we need some more gold." Okay. Uh, well, I'll grab well, the big <laughs> pile of money. So what it looks like is that the walls are lined and very stacked, and there are mostly like bars, and there are some coins, and then there's also like chips and things like that. Okay. And then out on the tables, there were like prepared amounts that were um, like set aside, where if they're like, okay, I need this much change, they could like grab a specific like section of like coins. But since she kind of like stumbled forward and fell into them there's just like a splay of coins now okay um but you didn't get to see the room very well so how are you moving forward without tripping yourself i would like to know i mean i'm i'm basically like moving with my back to the wall because like i i'm like constantly like feeling like wall 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 so just moving slowly yeah i'm just like slowly skirting around while constantly touching wall okay what are you doing morthos uh where is the closest gold um, the closest thing would be yeah. like the um the walls over here. Okay, and I wouldn't have necessarily seen that before. You would have seen the like fog. the like as the door kind of opened. You would have seen a little bit of it before fog started coming out. Okay, because I know Fergus said like you know watch our backs. Uh, I think Morthos is probably trying to at least skirt to the closest wall and just you know grab as much as he can quickly. Okay, and throw it in his bag. Make an acrobatics check. 18. Okay. There are a couple of times where you're almost about to step on someone or trip over them and you either stop yourself or you catch yourself or ready, like right yourself, what have you. So you're, you're creeping over to the wall. Um, It looked like. Maybe on the right or. You yeah, you could go to either wall. The door opens inward. So you'd have to go around. Yeah. Fergus, Fergus is definitely skirting the wall on the left. Okay. On the left? Okay, so then you're going in. Well, he can. So Yeah, he I, wouldn't know. I, I would presume that yeah. he, he saw me He saw me go into the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, but Well, he saw the cloud billow out because you guys were in the hallway. And yes. we were standing. Like, the cloud yeah. billowed out and filled up space as soon as you yeah. cast it. So n- neither of you have seen anything that's happened since the moment that has been cast. Okay. It has been like casting spells. Um, so even if we're like, standing, like yeah, I would assume it know, says we're far away. The we can't really says we're heavily obscured. So I, f- I would figure if we're like we were staying next to each other in this like tight hallway, we would have at least 
been able to be aware of each other up till the point we started moving. Yeah, you would have seen like a like dark shadowy type stuff, but the minute you were more than five feet away from each other, complete loss. Yeah. So, but he, yeah, he he would have known. AI communicated. He knows that you went into the room. Yeah. But that's all he knows. So yeah, he knows what I'm doing. He wouldn't know where where I went after that, but he 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 does know that I am going that way. Mm -hmm. Well, he knows that you went into the room. That's all that he can know. Yes. So yeah, I'm trying to get in to the closest point of gold or valuable and j- just grab as much as I can as quickly as possible and turn around and go back to the hallway. Okay. So make a Let's make a retroactive perception check to tell me how much you can see about what the gold on the walls look like. Okay. Uh, 16. Those are big bars and they are secured. So the, the closest point of like loose things that you could grab um, are going to be either the back wall or the things kind of in the middle that you heard okay. crash when um, like Stacey presumably like fell into or on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I guess then I would have, yeah, tried to, to during the crash, right? Yeah. Like I'm able to tell that there is loose stuff there. Oh yeah. And so knowing that kind of work my way in and try yeah. not to fall or step on somebody while I'm doing that. Yeah. Okay. yeah and you did a good job of making your way through there. Um, so, Fergus, what are you looking for when you get back here just to take a look and see how much you can, like, nab Yeah, for, for, Fergus is doing essentially the same thing of he's he's made his way back and he just wants to very quickly just grab, like, a pocket full. Okay. Yeah, what kind of um, storage do you have on you? Like, you have your backpack, obviously, yeah, and, like, I'd... your pockets and stuff. No bag of holding or anything? No, no? nothing nothing like that. Okay, gold's pretty heavy. Um, so you could probably fit, um, along the back wall are, are some unsecured bars. Um, and you could probably fit. I can hold another, let's see, I have 135 pounds on me currently and I can hold 210 total. So I can hold 70 more pounds of gold. Yeah. I mean, if you want to just carry it out by hand, you can too, but if you want to put it away, we have to think about how much space you have. How much does a gold bar weigh? (laughs) The things that I forget to look up ahead of time. 12 kilograms. 27 pounds. A standard gold bar weighs 27 pounds. Oof. And and those uh, these ones aren't bolted down or whatever? There are a few that aren't. Okay. Um, so with the space you have in your backpack and the like, you've pl- you know you can carry them. That's not an issue. Um, with the space you have in your backpack, you could probably grab like three or four. I, I'm gonna- Unless you want to just like hold on to a bunch of them i i honestly think he's gonna grab two and call that call that more than enough call it done yeah okay um and then and then he's gonna quickly like go back the same way he came like touching the door this time now like i feel like he'd move a little bit faster now that he kind of knew the path uh getting there he's like okay i know i know where that one uh gold uh, piece that i almost stepped on was i'll step over that this time and okay and Morthos, what's your? You're just gonna uh, go in. You're gonna like start scooping things into a bag. Like, what kind of yeah. storage do you have on you? Um, I've got my whatever bag I normally have. I guess you're like backpack kind of stuff. Yeah, right? my backpack. Okay. Um, and yeah, just kind of grabbing what I can as quickly as possible. So okay. not really. Yeah. So with discretion. You, yeah, as you make it. Well, you can't see what you're grabbing anyway. Yeah. Um. As you make your way in and you like you kind of stepped over and around a first thing on the floor, you presume to be one of the people. And then the second thing on the floor, you presume to be another person. You kind of reach like where you like um, 
you like knock against, not like hard or anything, but as you're, as you're walking forward gingerly, you kind of like feel the table or whatever. And if you put your hands on the top, you can feel just like a mess of coins kind of splayed there. So if your goal is to like flip your, your backpack around, which I assume we're under like, under the, um, like capes and like cloaks or whatever you had on over your guard stuff. So they didn't just see you having like a backpack on, um, you have to kind of like flip that around and you can just like scoop into the backpack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so one shovel motion mm-hmm. and go. So as you're stuffing the two gold bars into your backpack, Fergus, you hear the distinct sound of coins being like rustled in like like a scooping, scraping sound and then a collecting sound of them tinkling into something. And then like a Mario. I think he... He's not going to make, he's not going to say anything because he's trying to be as quiet as, as possible, but he definitely is like, he grabbed, he grabbed the two bars and now he is moving back uh, out the, the way he came. So presumably if Morthos is, you know, as close in as possible, he might presumably hear me coming back. Okay. How long do you um, make sweeps into your bag, Morthos? I think just like the one, if it if it's like... One big, one big, one big, like as much on that tabletop as I can. I mean, yeah, you're seven foot tall. Your wingspan's probably most of the tabletop, so you can just kind of do like a big, like, yeah, funnel kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, and then you turn around and try to re retrace my path. Yeah, yeah. What is the exit strategy? You're just gonna kind of go out the way you came in and and run out into like the open space, like and obviously like react however you need to to an environment. But is there anything else you're doing on the way? Just yeah. just asking. Yes. Um. As as Fergus exits, like he makes his way out the hallway and gets to the point where they're like just at the edge of the the fog cloud where he can like see his way. Is Morthos there when he gets to the edge of the fog cloud? I would say that Morthos is going to be able to make it in, do the sweep, and get back before you. Okay. Because he just did one sweep, and he had much less time to move, and he didn't have to move nearly as slowly, like, inching along the sides and stuff like that. I mean, he was still going slowly, so it's not like he's out there, like, waiting for you. But um, his took less time. Okay. Um. So, where do you go after you do that, Morthos? Do you like head completely out of the fog cloud, or do you go like wait in the doorway? Uh, yeah, I go to not. I guess yeah, to the end of the hallway. As clo- like like I'm heading down back down the hallway once I get to the door, and Fergus isn't there, and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna walk to the edge of the fog cloud. Um, okay. okay. Edge of the fog cloud. So then, okay. then yeah, we'll we'll see each other at the the edge of the fog cloud, and uh, Fergus looks at Morthos. Uh quickly and he kind of like touches his pocket t- touches his own pockets uh, quickly and he's like do you have uh parchment on you pen sure paper? do sure have my forgery kit can you uh can you uh quickly uh write a note for them uh you you've just been robbed by the uh pond 11 and uh and uh, we'll leave we'll leave them a little present. The pond eleven. <laughs> yes, I have i I have a list of the the fake people we came I uh, came up with who were robbing them, and the main guy's name is George Pond, which is a 
a deal of the Ocean's Eleven, but Pond Eleven. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Um, so where do you leave this note? I think he gets the note from Morthos, and then he he kind of like, um, <laughs> he like look he looks at Morthos like dead in the eye this time and goes, "Stay here," and he like uh quickly like moves back to the vault door sets the paper on the ground and tries to close the door do you stay there Morthos? um yes and no okay so i have <laughs> I step i step one step to the side <laughs> i have my uh spell gem with disguise self in it mm-hmm. and i'm thinking we got to get out of here and now people are looking, you know, at least I, I want to use that and disguise myself. Um, the problem is I don't think I can get rid of my tail with disguise self. Disguise self will make the visual appearance of um, another person that you can describe. You, It doesn't change your physical self. So your tail can be unseen. Okay. But if so someone it's just were to illusion. walk into it, they would feel it and then probably be like, why did I feel a tail and have an opportunity to see? Yeah, it's an illusion. Exactly. Okay. Because there is like a change self kind of spell that actually yeah. physically changes you. And this is just to disguise it. So it's just illusion. I'd like to disguise myself as one of. So this is the other hard part, right? They were all halflings in the back. No, the one was a human man. Okay. Fred. Okay. Who's older, had like a bald spot on the top and like gray hair that was a little frizzy on the side. He also had some little glasses. Yeah, I want to disguise myself as Fred, even though we sent him back out into I'm sure that's the not general gonna area. Come back to bite us. Okay. So you come back out, Fergus, and you see no Morthos, but you see Fred standing there. Um, the did the did the door like the door closed fine, right? Um, it doesn't have a handle, so you can like try to like pull it. Close like to the edge, and um, as you get it like pretty close, it seems to like close itself in. Okay, cool. Uh, Fergus, uh, once he does that, he's gonna grab that uh, the little rock that he felt. Okay. Well, you emerge from the smoke, yeah. and you see the room empty, and you see Fred standing there. And Fer- Fergus like is is taken back at 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 that, and goes, "Oh, I." I thought you left. I'll I'll just say, "Hey, Fergus." <laughs> uh, do you, do you like say it in hey, your own Fergus. voice? How's it going? <laughs> okay. And then he Fergus look looks at him like eyeing him over, and he's like, "This seems like a bad idea." And and with that, he just kind of like goes, um, "Uh." Wait, you know more. You know message, right? Yeah, like like Fergus is saying that to to Morthos because he has uh, told him what spells he knows. Can you contact the other, like Bella, and see if they're how things are going? Uh, probably not if she's not in range. What's what's the range on message? One hundred twenty feet. But I don't know her position. You you would know you, roughly. I believe the I believe the spell or the cantrip says you pointed a creature you can see within range. Oh, okay. 
So you also have to point, I believe. Okay. It says toward a creature within range, so like... Oh, you don't have to see them? Yeah. Okay. Point toward a creature within range? Yeah, and you can cast it through solid objects if you're familiar with the target. Yeah. Okay. So if I knew where we were positioned, I could point to where I think Bella is, which is two floors above us. Okay. But that might just be lost in the dark somewhere. So we'll hold that thought. And we'll come back to the gals. <laughs> the gal pal adventure. Hey. <laughs> so you're staying there. You have like briefly rejoined and introduced vaguely um, Bella's new friend to everyone, or at least whoever this person is. Oh, yeah. Definitely Bella's new friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, He's mine. Her special friend. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> he has basically said, time to go. And he has moved towards the door, turned to the side, and pushed it open. And he exits. What do the three of you do? All right, let's go. Yeah, I'm following him. The door okay. that leads like out to the casino. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll switch. Yeah, we'll switch back over there so you can see what's going on here. So follow up on message. It looks like uh, one foot of stone, magical silence, one inch of metal. Thin sheet of lead or three feet of wood all block the spell. Okay. And I don't think it can travel. Like, it says it can go around corners and stuff, but I don't think it can go around corners and still count as 120 feet, right? Yeah. And there's too yeah. much stone. I yeah. Think you would know okay. between yeah. here. So, um, so he, he swings open the door wide, um, making no attempt to, like, hide what he's doing. Of course, he's disguised, right? So. That's not necessarily, like, out of character or whatever. Uh, or not, like, a, a poor decision, I should say. And as this happens, you hear, uh, like, a confused, like, what? Uh, of someone who sounds very ill. Uh, um, and he, you see him, like, look over and down at someone and smile and just push. And you hear the sound of, uh, like, you know, like, metalish armor, how it, like, clacks against itself. Like the sound of a lot of that. Like perhaps somebody fell over and then a grunt. And he turns around and looks at the three of you and says, well, maybe I'll see you again someday. And um, draws a sword. Starts to walk, run, really. Starts to run. Doesn't look like he's <laughs> waiting for you. Just kind of taken off. <laughs> All right, well. I guess we should make our way out. I don't know what what's going on with Fergus and with our other team. Mates. I know some people that might carry us out. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we should just at least make our way to the front. Sure. I mean, okay, yeah. let's go. Mm-hmm. However, that gentleman did make it sound like we are going to have a struggle getting all of the items outside. Possibly. How many items do you have? Uh, I think you're able to kind of shove most things like in pockets and backpack except for the sickle, right? So the only thing visible is the sickle. A few. Okay. Like, I have a bag of holding. Do you want me to carry some? Oh, my God. Wait, does that work? Would that 
that puts it in a pocket dimension, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yes. May I borrow that? <laughs> How big is this? <laughs> it's like, I guess discreetly put it in right now since the door is open. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> like a TARDIS. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. I hardly knew the sickle. <laughs> Do you hand it over? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh wow! I figured Baird would carry it. <laughs> so I'll I'll individually show or, or like I guess we're discreetly trying to do it right. So I just won't yeah. show individually. I guess, but I I yeah. got, I I guess Rico would know that they're being robbed. So it's not it's not like you got away with it scot free. So hi yeah. It's un- it's unclear how well hiding the goods is going to help you, but doesn't hurt. So do you just give Cookie everything then? Yeah, yeah, literally everything that I got from that room is now with Cookie. I think it, her in- well, inside her intention was to hand it all over, but not like show and tell. I think was what. Yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. It's like yeah, we are in the open now. The door is open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This would have there been a better eyes. thing to see when we were back there. Yeah, but- <laughs> I guess I didn't realize he was going to just. <laughs> dip like that (laughs) (laughs) okay well once everything's in the bag let's just go (laughs) yeah let's see if we can leave the building with that how do you head out with swagger (laughs) quickly (laughs) bear bear puts on their shades if you just make like a beeline and run that's fine if you want to try to like like Stealth your way out, like check corners and see if anyone's looking or whatever. So it's up to you. You tell me what you want to do and what you would do, and I'll tell you what happens. Maybe Bear should go back to her friends and cause a commotion. Yeah, you guys are the champions, right? And then you guys can just leave while they're excited. And I don't have, I'm not holding anything. So, okay. And Rico knows I was up in the vault, but friend knows that I smacked him in the head. Well, friend knows friend that he was hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose friend doesn't know that you did it. Yeah, he probably suspects Cherry more than Bear since Cherry tried to put a spell on him. And there's a mm-hmm. there's a lot that went on that day. It could be a lot of things that happened. Who knows if he'll remember everything? Yeah, and a bad enough uh, head injury can definitely cause you to forget what's going. on. You through. maybe almost killed him, so. Yeah, maybe he won't live to tell what happened. Well, Cookie would briskly, but not run, start making her way down to the lobby. Okay. What's your bail's doing? So Bear's heading out too. And Bella, you just kind of walking out uh, like strutting. You said swagger? No, Bear said swagger. Yeah, Bear said <laughs> swagger. I guess okay. I, I would actually kind of go for a little bit more of a stealthy approach. Not like I'm not like full blown spy movie, like stopping in every corner and looking around. But I'm definitely not like just walking. I'm probably like trying to duck in, weave with people and stuff. Okay, urban stealth stuff. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead and make a stealth roll. Oh, I rolled a nine. Okay. Um. Bear in mind, you emerge Uh, and um, (laughs) there is still like general shenanigans going on out here. So there is somebody uh, like has been pushed over and is kind of like on one, like they have fallen and they're kind of like sitting on their left hip and they're uh, like one hand is on the ground and the other one is like holding their like stomach 
and uh, they appear to be sick. <laughs> um, so the two of you, uh, uh, Bear and Cookie, kind of make like a beeline out. You are taking a little bit more of a cautious approach, Bella. And after passing by the person who seems to be quite involved in what they're uh, doing, the scene is still generally chaotic before you. There are a few people milling around upstairs, uh, and they have taken notice um, of something that seems to be going on down, uh, down like on the first floor. So as you two kind of make a beeline towards which side do you go down or do you look over the banister or do you go straight for a stair, the two that are moving quickly? Um, uh, Cookie would have just gone to probably the stairs to her left. Her left? Okay, yep. Bear, do you go the same way or the opposite way? Opposite way. Okay, so you two split, go one down each side. There are two people milling about up here and there is one person over on the like um, the side bear goes on and two on the side that cookie goes on over here um, but they seem to be very fixated on something going on down on the main floor and there does seem to be generally like a commotion like there is a bit of din in here anyway from like a little bit of gambling and like the water and everything that's going on um, but there there seems to be a little bit more like life to it right now although it's difficult to say whether that's like positive or negative as you reach the like uh, the apex here and you start heading down the stairs, you can kind of like see the room unfold in front of you. There's like general chaos. Like this table immediately on Cookie's side in the back has been flipped upside down. One of the um, like automated like clockwork machines has been pulled over and you can see like in the like wet, gross water that has like spilled out across the floor. There's like people down picking up like chips and coins. Um, for where it has like broken and spilled open. There is somebody who is like in the middle of what looks like a fight over at this table with somebody else. Like they've like pushed someone over a table and they're like grabbing each other. And there are, uh, there's a crowd of people over here that seems to be circled around somebody um, like at the bottom of the stairs here doing something and bear like in the middle, it looks like, there's another two people having like an argument and this table itself has also been dumped upside down. Jeez. And the person that was working at that table, cause there were a couple of them that were open. Scabs. Um, the, like one of the very few people in like the violet scepter uniform type thing is like cowering at the wall over here <laughs> as there's a bunch of people like uh, around the ground picking things up too. Oh my um, gosh. And you all, I didn't, two of you I didn't realize it was Christmas. And <laughs> take in this scene as you see uh, the like the stairs down here and you see the person, the man that you met with the long blonde curlyish hair kind of like looking around at everything that's going and kind of like smiling to himself and continuing on his way. And Bella, you're kind of um, like creeping around a little bit more slowly. So it's not creeping, but you know what I mean? Like moving more slowly and intently, um, uh, intentionally. So which side do you go down? Do you follow Cookie or do you follow Bear? Or do you leap over the banister? I'm kidding. You know. <laughs> that one. I'm, I'm, I'm super <laughs> stealthful when I jump super over the stealth. banister. <laughs> Let me just superhero jump. <laughs> no, no one will notice. Um, I will follow Cookie, actually. Okay. Um, so you kind of take in all of the same information just a few moments after they do as they're making their way quickly downward. 
because of everything that's going on, no one seems to like approach any of you at first. Although there is a moment, Cookie, where there is one person that is um, like, there are there are a couple of the guards that are trying to like break up this fight and break up this fight. And one of them is trying to like scramble people away from this machine that's turned over. And another one's working on that table and that table, trying to generally um, like stop people from just like taking everything that they can grab and running with it. And there's one person that's kind of standing here and like watching everything happen and looking a little panicked. And they look up uh, as you're like coming down the stairs cooking, they kind of like lock eyes with you. Um, does she have like a guilty look on her face, do you think? Or is she doing her best to kind of like be unassuming and look like generally chaos is going on and whatnot? Um, well, since there is chaos and everything going on, I definitely think mm-hmm. she'll kind of have like a slight like, oh, my gosh, what the hell is happening kind of look. But so that's probably what she would look like. Okay. So there's a point as you're like stepping off the bottom of the stairs and like taking all this scene in that you kind of like lock eyes with this person. Um, so go ahead and make a, um, I would say this is, this can be persuasion instead of deception because honestly, I feel like this is a perfect sort of example for Cookie to be overwhelmed and genuinely mm-hmm. like be feeling mm-hmm. these emotions. Cause all she's thinking about right now is like, get out of here, get out of here. What, gotta get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So persuasion, you said? Yeah. Just to see like what they can read off of Okay. Um, so this person like looks over and they lock eyes with you and they have like this panicked look on their face as well. And they just kind of like look out at everything. And this is a person that's kind of like newer. Um, and you've like talked to them a few times. Um, and but like they're not like it's not like Rico who's like been here for a while and you're like good mm-hmm. friends with whatever. You've like seen them around. And they kind of just generally look like lost at what to do. And then they kind of like look at you coming from like upstairs and like just have a generally like confused look um, and then like look away like to themselves like thoughtfully. Um, It doesn't look like they looked all of a sudden like suspicious or like point a finger at you or anything, but they're just kind of like. They see me come up from up there all the time. I go up and talk to Mm -hmm. Rico all the time up there. So. Yeah. Might be nothing to like. Mm -hmm. Just because they noticed you doesn't mean like. like, like, it generally is just, like, a confusing situation. Like, if you want to try to, to like, read their reaction a little bit more intently, you can make an insight check um, and see if you can, like, pinpoint, like, kind of, like, what, like, read their body language a little bit more clearly or something. But you don't have to. Like, it's not like they can suddenly be like, it must have been Cherry um, <laughs> just because they noticed that. And they didn't, like I said, like, they didn't, like, point a finger or, like, right. get her or anything like no, that. No, I so. think Cherry would just keep going. Probably just be like, okay. this is, uh, th- like, probably just maybe indicate, like, oh, my God, what the heck is happening? And then, but just keep mm-hmm. going. Okay. All right. So the three of you are able to make your way through the chaos in the crowd pretty easily. It seems like all of the um, mischief that you sowed and then whatever additionally happened in the few moments it took you to take all of those belongings out and load the bag is a lot. There are times where it's kind of hard to push through the crowd even because of either two people arguing or people scrambling around and picking up like coins off the floor and things like that. But you do make your way uh, over, of course, to the the stairs and you can head down towards the main floor. So this is about the time that Morthos, um, Fergus has asked you if you can send a message to Bella. So Bella is in this floor. 
that would put her at about one floor above you and kind of like roughly in the same area. Uh, and you said it, it was a foot of stone, right? One one foot of stone, you're right. <sighs> I would say the way that this is constructed, it's probably not a full foot of stone because there's like building layers and then like a tile layer. And how much wood can it pass through? Three feet of wood, one foot of stone, one inch of common metal. It seems like, yeah. Just there's like a one, one layer. Is there magical yeah. silence, like, and generally, because that says it blocks it? Well, you would know if there was magical silence because you wouldn't be able to hear anything around you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it and it makes the area like deafeningly quiet. Okay. So it's like you don't know exactly how thick the floor is, but you know she's either one or two floors above you, and the only way to know for sure how far away she is is is, is to try, right? Yeah. So, um, so what do you, you you two can continue your conversation to determine what it is you want to, to message to try to send to. And it was Bella that you were going to message specifically, right? Uh, yeah. Fergus okay. asked for Bella. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, what do you want to say? I mean, Fergus is just going to tell if he says yes, he's just going to be like, uh, let Bella know we're out of the vault. It's like we can try. <laughs> And just like point upwards. <laughs> ET okay, phone so home. Morthos. Bella, we got the we got the money. Let's uh let's all get out of here. Okay. We're on our is that is that what you wanted for a kiss? Is that uh I've got some time here. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, like it's a voicemail. Yeah, do you, do, you re- do you repeat the message that you just sent to her to me, and then oh, that didn't beep yet. Hold on. No. <laughs> you see him talking, but you can't hear the words yeah. that are coming out of his mouth. Yeah. So, so if he if he wants to tell me what he said, he has to like s- send the message and then repeat the message to me. But you said let her know we're out of the vault. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah so if if you if you so, did that, then Fergus is like, uh, okay, then. Uh, if you did that, let's get out of here. We got the money. We're leaving the vault. Is what I said. Okay. Okay. Let's all get out of here. <laughs> so Bella, you're making your way through the crowd. You're kind of making your way down, blending in, like not trying to look too out of place. Um, doing your best to be like unremarkable amidst the chaos that's going on and react accordingly to everything. And you hear like the edges of a voice. Um, I'm assuming you'd say this in your normal voice. Yeah, right? normal. I'm, I'm talking like this now. Bella, mm-hmm. we got the money. <laughs> Let's all get out of here. And it is almost kind of a little garbled, but you do hear Morthos's voice saying something about gotta get out. Got it, get out. Gotta get out. Got it, get out. Something like that. Um, are you familiar with the message, Phil? You have it too, right? Yeah. Okay, so you would know the feel of receiving the message spell, and you know that you can respond. I would respond with, already on it. So after a few moments, you hear um, a moderately less garbled version of Bella's voice. Um, like a slightly less garbled version, because she's not like running um, and getting close or anything. But basically, you hear, like, on it, on it. Sounds like they're on it. Aye. And then you communicate that to Fergus? 
Yeah. Okay. Somebody said they're on it. It was <laughs> it sounds like Bella. For sure. yeah, Somebody yeah. who sounds like Bella responded to my message I my sent message. to Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Super weird. Anybody, We're at least close. Yeah. yeah. Whoever okay. received it at least could do a good Bella impression. Uh, with with that with that Fergus uh, just kind of um, goes let let's get out of here, um, and he goes uh, if anybody asks, the robbers got away, and he kind of like smiles as he says that to Morthos, as 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 he like makes a step. Uh, outward back the way they came okay so cookie and bear you um cookie you reach the stairs down first you are the first to enter this um like uh, one of the adjacent lobby-esque type areas and you can you can still hear the chaos of the crowd um that had carried bear in uh, victorious there's still a queue of people standing over here waiting to speak to the champion. They're starting to look a little frustrated. That um, the the way to the left there is the way to the cafe, right? Yes. Is there a bathroom on this floor? Not on this floor. Oh, I figured there would have been a bathroom near the cafe. Okay. Well, the cafe there's like um if I remember correctly, the cafe had like some stairs. Yeah. Like you go into like another room and then there's like stairs up to in another room and then stairs up to the cafe. So it's kind of up. There is one in like the cafe, but there's not in like this other room right over here. Maybe I misunderstood. How? How? Well, but this is this is cookie right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just I was just trying to plan my move once since we're both going to be making our way to this floor. Okay. So, Cookie, you see the queue of the people still standing here. Um, there, this immediate area does have, like, people in it, but the majority of the noise and, like, the chanting and general, like, um, buffoonery seems mm-hmm. to be coming still from around the corner. So you can make your way through. And although you see people, um, a few people that work here, and there's even, mm-hmm. um, like, a guard that kind of is standing in this general area looking bewildered, there's another one talking to these people in line, and they look bewildered as well. No one seems to take too much immediate notice to you. Okay. Um, Bear. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, can can I see if Rico is around? Uh, make a perception check. 24, nat 20. Oof. You do not see him, but you hear his voice um, coming from this hallway. Okay. Saying the hallway where the tellers are and stuff, yeah, yeah, okay, to close up, close your windows, close up, okay. Um, and he's he's essentially like knowing what you know about the place because you worked there for a month, there's like a procedure that they have to kind of like lock those down, and he's basically like back there, like you all need to, um, like lock your area down, mm-hmm. essentially, okay. Cookie's definitely going to be actively avoiding him. And okay. try and stay like as hidden in the crowd as possible and make her way to the main entrance to get out. Okay, go ahead and make a stealth roll for me then. Just to see how like unassuming you can be and like dodging in and out. Fourteen. Okay, perfect. Um, is there anything else in particular you do on the way out? No. Okay. 
Um, Bear, you were the second person to make it down. You went um, on the other side of the room, so you're probably about like 10 feet behind Cookie. You can see her exit the stairway and like there's some kind of like recognition. Um, She doesn't have to like stop in her tracks or anything, but there's definitely that sort of like looking to the right of like noticing something and then she kind of like starts to like make her way into the crowd. And you wanted to um, rile the crowd up, right? So what do you do as you exit the staircase here? I did, but it seems like there's already something going on <laughs> now. So I'm I'm going to sit there and deliberate for a second here. Um, I guess I'll head for the front door where we came in from. Okay. And I'll just say hi. Just say hi to everybody. Okay. Um, so you get to the bottom of the stairs and you take a moment to stop and like take in the situation and deliberate a bit. And this is the point at which Bella kind of catches up because it's not like you were like tiptoeing Bella. You were just trying to be like unassuming. So you were a few paces behind, but not super behind. Um, so you reach the bottom of the stairs this, about the same time that Bear does. And Bear starts kind of like walking forward, looking uh, to like leave, obviously, but not making like a, a point to hide herself. And one of the people across the hall over here um, starts to like do that sort of yell that a person does where they're not saying anything, but they're like gesticulating and like pointing or whatever. Ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and um, a few people that are kind of like milling about start to turn and they see you and somebody goes, the champions, the champions. <laughs> you throw your, like, Steve Holt, throw your hands up. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Cookie, you're making your way through the crowd, and you've gotten to, like, the point where you've made it out to the main lobby, and people are pretty packed in, and you hear somebody yell, the champions. <laughs> and the crowd starts to oh, no. kind of, like, pick up again. And uh, Bear and Bella, you see the people who were standing in line over here just kind of, like, push one of the guards to try to get around them and start coming, to, like, running towards you with, like, um, pieces of paper in their hands. How do you react? I'll, uh, I guess I'll run back at him. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's this person, like, running towards you with, like, stuff in their hands, and they see you, like, running at them. Are you looking, like, excited? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they they come running up, and they're, like, shove this at you, and they're like, can I get your autograph? Yeah. And then people start to fill in around you and the crowd starts to kind of like spill into this area. And um, guys, 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 I think we got away with it. As long as nobody has any proof that we were here, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, papers are being shoved at you like quills and like chalk and various writing utensils um, are being shoved at you. Who is and isn't signing autographs? I'll sign autographs. I won't be quite as excited about it. Okay. Um, so they're not going to like hold you in place or anything, but they're going to stand there and crowd around you. And as people like move out, other people will fill in space unless you're moving. So are you trying to make your way towards the door still while doing all this, like engage your fans on the way out kind of thing? I'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm not making a hurry sure. of it, but I'm, I'm going. Okay. All right. So that I can leave if I, you know, need to. <laughs> In a hurry. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think Bear would have much trouble with any of these people, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, back to Fergus and Morthos. 
So you are on your way out then, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything in particular you do on your way out other than generally trying to avoid suspicion? Yeah, we, well, we make our way towards, like, make our way out through all the elaborate labyrinth of stuff uh, to the, like... I'll switch back. Yeah. How closable does the big heavy door look? Um, You've never tried to close it, so it's kind of hard to say. Like, it might be something where... Portcullis door? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, the problem with the portcullis door is that I think people would be able to see us fucking with it because there's the tellers on the other side of that one door. So the doors to where the tellers are don't have windows on them. Okay. They do have like a, a like a similar looking little like rectangular thing that could presumably be used to pass like coins and, and chips and stuff back and forth. Um, if one of those doors opens, they would definitely see um, whatever you're doing. Yeah. At this point, it does seem to be empty. Uh, was the... The old lady who was in that, like, the first time, she was the one who's asleep, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's in the vault. So, is there anybody in that room that's on the, like, in that room next to the portcullis? Make a perception check. What are you going to ask me, Morthos? How reasonable does it look to try to close that door? Or would okay. we just, you know, would we decide, no, it's not worth it, we just got to go? Uh, 13 on perception. Yeah, I guess if we saw people, that'd be like, no, but... Yeah. But if we can lock, you know, the other two in that room in, in a convenient way... Well, they, they're they're also... Well, yeah, they're already locked in the vault, so they'd be double locked. Oh, you locked, locked the vault door? Yeah, the, the vault... The vault okay. I, I closed the vault behind us, so they're... they're I, I gently scooped her up and set her into the vault so that she would be locked in there. So that would okay, just then, be done. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't even worry that'd be, about that. That'd be uh, Ziploc double double lock in her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a 10 on perception. Okay. So, um, Fergus, you're looking to see if anyone's in the room. You see the real Fred cowering in the same place he was before, um, hiding in the corner. Um, he looks to be like, the reason you can see him is because his back is to the desk and his face is to the wall and he's basically like hiding, like covering his face. But you can see like his leg poking out and you can tell which way he's facing because you can see like his elbow and his like knee, like kind of like you can guess his his posture basically. Um, Morthos, you take a look at um, the door and there's not an immediately apparent way to close it. There's not like a switch or anything like that. Um, but you could try a few things if you want to, like, give it a go. Uh, no, since Fergus closed the other door, I, I'm not too worried about it. Okay. If it doesn't look, yeah. If it's not, like, immediately closable, then yeah, okay. we'll just move on. Move on? Okay, uh, so you head out? I d- definitely, as if when Fergus clocks Fred, he, <laughs> like... Oh, not clocks him. No, he like <laughs> identifies. Him. I literally thought you were going to go hit him. No, I was like, no. oh no, we're, we're hitting a lot of old men today. Like <laughs> As Fergus identifies Fred, he kind of like tries and blocks his view with his body, <laughs> which is going to be hard. Well, no, because Morthos would appear shorter. Uh, dude. I look like Fred. Yeah, so, but mm-hmm. he kind of like looks at Fred kind of pushes his body between himself and fake Fred and he just like gestures with his fingers at Morthos and kind of like waves him like get the fuck out of here. Okay. 
So you two start booking it towards the exit, essentially, right? Yeah. At this point. Okay. You exit this door. Do you close it behind you? Uh, uh, no. I don't see any reason to. Okay. You turn around this corner, and you start to hear doors opening. Perhaps of these other doors in the room, because you know the only other door in the room is already open. A few seconds after the doors start opening, a person very familiar to you, or at least moderately familiar to you, by the name of Rico, comes running through this entryway. He turns, and he looks, and he sees a guard, uh, and he sees Fred. And there's a moment of pause there, and he looks to Fergus, the guard, and says, what's going on? Fergus kind of uh, looks at fake Fred and then looks at Rico and goes, we got overwhelmed in there. Uh, we're, we're going to go get our backup. Uh, your man here is uh, escorting me out. Uh, if you want to if you want to try and back him up, I I don't know, but I, I, I need to get her back up. Make a deception check. Uh, want this one to help me? <laughs> uh, 10. Does disguise self, like, my is my voice disguised? Just your appearance. Okay. Do you have the actor feet? Yeah, but you you have heard what Fred sounds like, so... Uh, where would I see that? If you you would have had to take take in the well, actor. Feet. He has the char. Oh. What what do you get as a charlatan? Do you get anything that allows you to mimic people? From your yeah, there might be some sort of like ability. Yeah, from your background. Charlatan description. Create a second identity that includes documentation. Additionally, you can forge documents. As long as you have an example. Okay, so I don't think it takes. I don't think you have any inherent, um, like ability oh. to mimic someone's voice okay. exactly. But you can try to make a performance check to sound like them if you would want to do that. And we'll see how close it is. Uh, Yeah, I'll sound like worried Fred. <laughs> what do you do to sound like worried Fred? Uh, Shaky voice, because he was shaky too when I did the mm-hmm. deception on him. He kind of was like wobbly voice. So I'll try to channel that same energy of like, uh, okay, what's going on here? Like, uh, I'm not really sure. Um, okay. And sound is close to that as i can saying that yeah the you know the we weren't ready for the robbers in there um and we need to get we need to we need to find our backup um and he doesn't know how to get out of here remember you're not you need to find your backup remember you're fred or his backup yeah yeah yeah. oh his backup okay gotcha gotcha. yeah it's like you remember who you are right now (laughs) make a performance check 22 oh nice okay um, so you're talking and he looks a little, um, like confused, Fergus. Um, and then Fred, uh, chimes in, uh, and kind of like corroborates this. So go ahead and make one more t- to simulate advantage. Oh. Make another, um, deception check. Deception four. Okay. <laughs> what? Who overwhelmed you? I. The, the raw. Are you new? Fred, get away from him. For, 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 he starts to draw his sword. Fergus, for, like with that, Fergus kind of reaches for his weapon in a deal of like, who are you? I'm going to make a movement around to behind Rico. Everyone needs to roll initiative. Because, I mean, R- yeah, Rico, Rico would already know. 
who I'd be referring to because he was there for me coming in. If he believes. Yeah, me. if he believed me in the first place. I got a six on my initiative. Okay. I got a 15. Rascal got an eight. Okay. What was it that you said to Rico? Uh, when when he kind of did, when he said like, who are, uh, who are you talking about? He uh, reaches uh, for his weapon and goes, who are you? In, in a deal of like accusing him of being an imposter because he's like, you should know who I'm talking about. Okay. Rico is very fast. You react to his like distrust of you um, and reach for your weapon. And so in the moment that it takes you to reach for your weapon and respond to him, he has taken a few steps, closed the gap, and is beginning to attack you. And I believe that is where we will pick up next time for the very conclusion of the heist. And we shall see what happens at that point. Cool. Oh, buddy. Man. Made every single check right up until the end. 